change. Eventually, someone's going to put a dollar in the bucket. Please put dollars in our buckets. If you, if you don't know, it's patreon.com slash Pod. if you want to send us a dollar. And by sending us that dollar, you get extra bonus stuff, and, we'll, and we can see all the people who are on Patreon, so we can do personal stuff who we can shout you out, we can follow you on Twitter, you know, do other things like that where we're interacting with you if you have something you want to talk about or we'll, <laughs> sing, or we'll sing to you. I want to, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. We're going to do some singing. We're definitely going to do some Send singing. us some money on patreon.com slash Pod, and we will sing some song. We'll sing whatever song you want. Oh, maybe you shouldn't say that. <laughs> we'll sing some, some songs you wouldn't expect us to sing. How about yeah. that? But... Thanks for having fun with us. Make sure you go to Beside the Point Podcast on Facebook. Uh You can go facebook.com slash btppod. btppod.com has all the information. We use sound effects. (laughs) 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 And away, motherfuckers. It's The Tonight Show with... We're just going to do voices the whole time. Like <laughs> the Tonight Show. Best voice next to um, Gary Owen. Oh, I just thought of something Gary. funny. <laughs> I was listening. Norm had, had Lauren Michaels on, and uh, he was telling, they were talking about Don Pardo and how much they loved him and everything, and it was great because uh, he goes, you know, there's that time when his wife, you know, she passed, and uh, I was trying to walk up to him because he's like the nicest guy in the world, so I walk up, and uh, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry about your wife, and he looks at me, and he goes, uh, you know, for the last year, she wasn't a very nice woman. <laughs> <laughs> and he just walked away. Like, that was his way of, like, dealing with the pain. Yeah. You know, the last year she was very nice. That was like my uh, my <laughs> when my great aunt passed away, her husband's like, just put her in the ground. He's just like, just get this over with. Not like he hated her, but it was just like the whole the whole day was just like taking a toll on him, and he's just like, can we just get I, this over I, with? My, uh, my, my grandmother was uh, raised by aunts and uncles and cousins because both of her parents passed when she was an infant. And uh, she was being raised by these people, and they, they basically treated her like a servant. And even years later, like, they wouldn't give her the money to buy her first home with her husband to, like, help him get started like all the other kids in the family got. So at her funeral, at my grandmother's funeral, we're all grieving. And, and my, my great aunt, uh, this really angry Catholic old woman named Mary Baker, she, uh, she started bashing all of the grandchildren for not visiting the grandmother more. And I'm like, well, I would see her, like, at least once a week, so I don't know how much more you want out of me when she's in a wheelchair. Like, I can't. You know, I can't go for a jog with her. Right. I can go sit at the house and talk about the old days. But um, I looked right at this woman at a funeral, like maybe 40 feet from a dead body. And I go, you know, one day you're going to die and no one's going to feel bad about it. <laughs> and I walked out. And that was the last time I talked to that woman. And I don't know if she's alive anymore. But oh, it was, man. it felt great. It felt great. Like, I was yeah. shaking with pride mm-hmm. for something. It's, it always, it always, it always like, yeah. Makes me think when people are trying to be rude or just like yeah. not like you know, you're, 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 at a, you're at a funeral and people are yeah you're gonna talk about your issues and yeah. your anger at a funeral for yeah. someone else yeah it's yep. like come on now I didn't even go to my grandmother's funeral because of like anger and shit right like because I mean my well my brother-in-law's black so my nephews are next okay and when my first nephew, when my older nephew wasn't even two, um, my sister had brought him over to my brought him over to my dad's house because there's a bit of estrangement there, and sure. she was trying to reconnect. And my grandmother ended up coming over, and like 
right in front of everybody, had no qualms about it, ended up referring to him as the Emperor. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. I was like, Pin drop. You're like, fuck what? that. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, I can understand growing up in a different time and shit, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No matter how old and stubborn you are, you realize times change. <laughs> times change, and there's there's no reason to bring a child into the conversation. If yeah. you have those viewpoints and you want to shout them out to an adult, be prepared for some for some blowback because you're going to get it. Yep. Yeah. But yep. don't don't do it in front of a kid. Yeah. Because that's really the one time where that that child may not feel any kind of racism yeah. in their life, and it's like let them enjoy that as long as they can. Yeah, exactly. I I vowed yeah. from that moment on like never to talk to her again, anything. Right. I didn't even find out she died until I saw a cousin post about it on Facebook like a day later. Yeah. Jeez. And I was like, <sighs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just hope that she's buried around a bunch of minorities, so fucks with the <laughs> Like yeah. every like, yeah. you know. like, like she was cremated or something, and there was an accident, and her ashes end up getting mixed in with oh, like. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Hope that casket was made of black ash, just so she could really feel. It. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And welcome <clears throat> to a discussion about racism. <laughs> or just the fun, how about the, the fun? How about the fun ways you can mess with people that are racist? Welcome yeah. to the welcome to the old mm-hmm. racist people podcast, <laughs> and that's the way we liked it. Well, <laughs> well, on the on the architectural river river oh tour that we were on last night, the the guy was talking and he said, I forget the dude's name, but the basically this guy helped a lot and is like responsible, partly responsible for a lot of what we have in Chicago for right. Chicago even being. Right, dude was black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to. So it's like. Next time I hear somebody around Chicago being racist, I want to be like, you realize that Chicago's even a thing because of a black guy, right? You're talking about Robert Taylor, maybe? Because he, he was the guy who did a bunch of I designs so. and things for like the some of the big high-rise projects mm. and stuff. It's They're, possible. They, they called him the Robert Taylor Homes. They were named yep. after him. That, that lady, that lady, now. that lady that uh, that Roseanne was making fun of. Oh, she looks like a Planet of the Apes or whatever. Oh, Valerie. That was that. Yeah. That's that's his like granddaughter or yep. something like that. Wow. Dumbass. You were like, she's from Iraq, and it was like, no, no, her parents were in Iraq, like on a mission thing, and they were from Chicago originally. Mm-hmm. It's funny if you only go back like one or two generations, you can miss a whole lot of history in somebody, yeah. and people yep. tend to do that all the time. It's like, yeah. isn't like you know, we were talking about like uh, you know Schwarzenegger or something earlier. Like mm-hmm. he was in the he was in the military in Austria. Austrian military. Yeah. <laughs> Of a tank, I forgot to put the parking brake. Yeah, <laughs> we had to rebuild the wall. The <laughs> tank went through the wall. We had to build it up. We had like five hours. <laughs> we had to get the wall built again. So uh, <laughs> nice. Ah, but yes, we. This is the Beside the Point podcast. I'm Sean, and I'm Joe. I'm Tony, and uh, Clint is here with us. Yay, Clint! Hey, hey! And uh, and our other buddy Joe is is also. Should singing. I go by something else while I'm here yeah. so that there's no confusion on the Joe issue? Um, I don't, I think we're okay. Joe the Jew. Joe. I mean, we're good with that. <laughs> Joe, it separates us. You're a red Joey the. But I'm the. Or you got Joe like a. Or you got like a um like. Uh, Joe the car Italian, Italian, like (laughs) Joey the. It's like Tony the jacket. Joey cars, Joey cars. I sell cars, man. Joey cars. Joey no nos. Whatever. (laughs) We'll figure. Don't talk about his jacket. Don't talk about his jacket. I'm gonna cut the arm. I'm not even gonna look at your jacket. How's that? I like that idea. Okay, I'm with you. (laughs) 
so, so it's been a while since eye. we've been together. It has. Yeah. I'm getting lost to who's, who's Mike is who's to be included. And not still just be that, fun. but yes. together here. Yeah. You know, I've had an adventurous. Uh, I've just had a very long couple of months, so <laughs> it's all good. Though. I'm still alive. Wait till uh, February hits. Oh, that'll be a breeze. It's shorter. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's Black History Month too. <laughs> no coincidence there. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're back. For, we're doing our thing. We're back in the yeah, area. Yeah, it's been a while. A lot of, a lot of things have happened since. Uh, since we were all together. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's Tony has a production company named after his jacket. <laughs> yep. TRJ Productions. That's a little frightening. Don't do that again. Tough. <laughs> I married that stripper in Vegas. Nice. Now, how haven't you, like, not brought us around? I'm not going to throw it's better. Well, we could throw Because she's in Vegas. Because... Well, <laughs> the marriage lasted only like five minutes. <clears throat> they found get a baby in a closet. I mean, it was a really, it, it, it was a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. No, <laughs> hey, I could have been Black Doug for a minute. Black Doug. <laughs> I'll be your Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Sean go? <laughs> Hope he didn't kill, get killed. <laughs> we make a song. We make a song about Sean. <laughs> We're not even in Vegas. Vin, he's going to get his hand cut off. Uh, Tony's, Tony's going to get lose his hand cut off. Don't touch the jacket. One of us is going to get punched by Mike Tyson. Uh, hey, I'll take $10 million for that. Just just be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said that in jail the other day, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's starting already. You're getting crazy. You know? Feisty. You know what? We'll take the, the Pepsi away from you. I got another bottle back there. <laughs> we don't need any more caffeine with you. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you. No, I'm fine Let's with Let's go caffeine. find some Jolt Cola. We're just kicking up a notch. <laughs> just give me a couple of drivers, see what happens there. Let's see what's I'm not giving you any weapons. <laughs> No, no, no. Out. I'm not yeah. talking screwdriver. I'm talking the drink. You get, well, you that'll make you sleepy, and I'm okay with that. Oh, no, it doesn't make me sleepy. Just ask anybody that knows me. Uh, is it like truth serum? Do you start talking more and just shooting it right from the hip? No, I do everything except grab the microphone and dance on stage. Oh, wow. That's why I can't drink wine. Wow. It, it gets me talking very honestly. <laughs> truth serum, yes. Wine is a special thing, yeah. Now, now do you prefer red or white? Can we go get with the racist? I prefer a red. Can we go get with the <laughs> Just like my women. I, I, I don't see color when I drink wine. It's all the same to me. It it's goes all, down the same. It all t- if it's uh-huh. really, really uh, fruity and, and sugary, I, I will partake. But if yeah. it has anything that makes you feel masculine now or he's talking about boys wine tell. drinking, I will not partake. Like, well, this one's got nice legs on it. Yes. Yeah. They start talking about. They start swirling it around the glass. Uh, like, see there, I thought can't they were we just talking about the drink server? It? Yeah, <laughs> server's got nice legs on her. I went to a wine tasting a while back, and I'm with three people that are very experienced wine drinkers, and they have a, a, a particular palate that they know, and they they want to experience all these things. And I'm kind of waiting until we get to the very bottom, where it's all of the the cheap stuff that they kind of throw into a barrel, and they give it to like 12 year olds if they like. Michael Jackson would use this to get his friends drunk at a party, if you know what I mean. That's the kind of stuff that I would drink, and I'm like, oh, that. 
tastes really good. Well, I like this right. Jesus juice. Yeah, it, it's the, but it's like the beginner Jesus juice. It's like eventually you might get to like a Merlot yeah. or maybe like a Napa, uh-huh. but you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna start somebody with this. That's what I would drink. That was the the. Two and then bucks. I would sleep in a bed spooning with anyone. So, and that's my experience on the black or white video when I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I don't even have a response after that. I'm you speechless. You, I'm really going to drink it. It don't you matter if it's red or white. You can't follow that. Exactly. You can't follow that. None of us can follow that. That's why we, that's why we brought Joe in here. Yes. I'm happy to be part of the team. We, need, we needed some new stories. We, we, we've gone through a lot of our own stories, and we've gotten through... Talked about a lot of stuff we've had. I'm just hoping yeah. that I yeah. don't get uh, thrown out of my residence when this is over with. Or I'm hoping that your landlord's um, going to hear this and be like, um, "I didn't well, think you were." You know, well, we, the good news is about my landlord. He owns a Chinese restaurant. I shouldn't say Chinese. I've never been there. I know it's an Asian restaurant. It's had multiple <laughs> owners of. in my lifetime. But um, he's invited us there, and we haven't gone there. But I'm kind of holding a grudge with my landlord because there's a hole in my wall. Um, that he was supposed to fix like four months ago, and he hasn't. Oh. Um, and then we have a uh, we have a deck or a patio that that's starting to fall apart. So my grill like is threatening to fall through the oh, the oh. deck. Um, <laughs> so I have some I have a little bit of anger with my sure. landlord. And they they tried to raise our rent, but aha, uh-huh. I got them. I got my entire deposit back for the first year. Nice. So now that that's out of the way, I'm gonna let my dog piss and shit everywhere until he fixes the stuff that he's supposed to fix. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Use like the eye of the Jew. Nah, it's, it's good to have you. Now, I have to ask you this. Yes. What is your obsession with Michael McDonald? Oh, well, great. We were going to save that for a whole episode by itself. I, I will touch on it quickly because I don't want to. My brother will be a part of that discussion, I okay. promise. He's having some throat problems. Um, and he doesn't smoke or drink, so I can't figure out what it is. Um, maybe just dry air. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll look into it more. But. Uh, I grew up liking a few movies. One of them we'll talk about later, Smoking the Bandit, because of Burt's passing. But the other movie I grew up watching all the time when I was a kid was Running Scared. Love that. Running Scared had that Michael McDonald song in it, Sweet Freedom. So for years and years, I would just always watch that movie and like sing along to it when I was a kid. And then by the time I got older and I was able to do stuff like Google, you know, because I'm, I'm on, I'm, Joe and I are both in that age bracket where we're kind of right on the cusp of like, we grew up without access to information on our phones. But mm-hmm. then by the time we were old enough to really abuse that privilege, we, we were able to. <laughs> just like, um, so now that I know who Michael McDonald is like and now that he had like store, a little bit yeah. of a resurgence, resurgence with, um, with the 40-year-old virgin and all the stuff he does on, on cable now and everything mm-hmm. and all of his concerts. So it just kind of steamrolled into, like, oh, we should totally talk about that more. And, and then the whole Yacht Rock station on Sirius. Yes. Um, I listen to that constantly, and so does my brother. And Joe and I have always laughed about it. And <laughs> he has that perfect voice for going through... You know, um, any kind of music and, and having the right harmony thing. Like, mm-hmm. you remember the Michael Bolton sketch they did on the Lonely yes. Island? Like, I always thought they could do that with Michael McDonald, and I Hell think yeah. it might even be better because yeah. his voice just suits that more. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we'll we'll go we'll go into that stuff yeah, later. Yeah. I like all the, here. just all the people that like you you can like just pinpoint that kind of sing like Michael McDonald, mm-hmm. like like. Yeah, <laughs> like that whole way of singing. Kind of, he kind of created this whole way of singing, and he the blue-eyed soul. I <laughs> yeah. mean, there, there's well, probably a million guys right now driving like an Acura or a Lexus or a Buick. <laughs> yep. Like they're they're not they're not quite cool enough to have like a Caddy or a Bentley or something like that. But they're like mm-hmm. they're they're upper middle level management. You know, right. they did the night school thing to make sure it was a four year degree. So those guys. <laughs> 
those those white guys that wear high socks, khaki shorts, rocking the New Balance before that whole thing got political. Um, those guys are singing in their car right now on their Bose stereo, and they're rocking out. To, exactly. Yeah, like our friend Ron Thomas. Exactly. To yeah. He, yeah, we had, he has a, a rock. These uh, guys are in like a heavy rock band, and yeah. he's like, "I do a I do a yacht rock party every every summer on Labor Day, or right. Memorial Day, Memorial Day." <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something. There's it's something good music, man. I know we you know um, we we play like you know heavy rock, but this is like the good stuff. So and literally like 12 hours <laughs> of just yacht rock. <laughs> right, kind of a playlist. us. <laughs> Yeah. This is a, most of the stuff I remember. From and then there's I music I like that I didn't even know it was considered yacht rock. Like I, I like Hall and Oates a lot. I yeah. just thought that was good pop music, a yep. little bit of R and B, Philly soul, and then mm-hmm. you bump into the '80s stuff where it's a little more overproduced, but it's still really good and great harmonies. And then I hear it on the yacht rock station. I'm like, I guess that falls into yacht rock. It's it's in the spectrum. Yeah. You know, it's on mm-hmm. the spectrum. But a lot of the stuff that they did, not just their original stuff, but they did covers too. Like she's gone. That was originally done by Tavares. And I listened to both side by side. I'm like, that's pretty much the same. Even yeah. though it was more, the Hall and Oates version was yeah. like popular. You know? Well, and then they 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 wrote that song, uh, every time you go away. Yeah. Uh, what's the British guy that did that? Paul oh, Paul, Paul Young. Young. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wrote that song, and their version's good, and they play it live all the time, and people mm-hmm. request it. But I didn't even know that was a Hall and Oates song until I started really <laughs> digging into it. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah like so there, there, a lot of stuff like that. You just, you, I found out more about music from just playing around online and clicking on artists, and then clicking on similar artists, or going yeah. to the Wikipedia page and be like, "Holy crap, that guy played bass on one of my favorite albums." I never knew that. And yeah. How the hell did he go from, you know, Alice Cooper to Elton John? You're like, where did that come from? Like that kind of stuff. You find out because you have access to the information now. Yeah. I would have found out about it mm-hmm. 15 years sooner if it was available. Yeah. So <clears throat> going down that internet. Did you, did you see that documentary? Oh, yeah. The uh, about hired hired gun on Netflix, where they're talking about all the people who were on all those Alice Cooper, and <clears throat> they talk about Jason Newstead when he got hired with Metallica. Yep. It was like we just need a guy <laughs> to fill in on tour because the you know our bass player died. You know, it's like by the way, we're going to make fun of you and beat the shit out of you constantly yeah. while you're in the band. <laughs> yeah. That but, poor guy. But just all the guys. All <laughs> How the, many times all did the... he cry himself to sleep yeah, after right? killing it on stage, just playing <laughs> awesome metal? There's a million. Suck. There's a million sweaty dudes just banging their heads, thinking you're a god, and you're you're on some of the most like pivotal albums in metal history. And the three other guys in the band are just trying to grieve, and they don't know how, and they just they're mean to you. Like yeah. poor Jason. <laughs> but as soon they, as they get their shit together, he's out of the band. Like as soon as they're like normal and they have kids and they're adults and they're grown ups. Like, they talk about their feelings to the point of nausea. Then he leaves the band. Yeah, because he was in that some kind of monster or whatever, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he and was. That was the, like when he. Therapy. That was like when he stepped out. <laughs> right. He's like, I, this is too yeah. much. I can't. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that movie is like real but dark. I, will tell you this, <laughs> I, I found it great. They were arguing with each other. He did that <clears throat> reality show where he was supposed to play with like uh, with uh, Tommy Lee and uh, oh yeah and oh, all no. the, and, and Gilby Clark and all it those was, guys. It was like a super group. Yeah. Right, right. They did the reality show thing, and then I remember I got tickets <clears throat> to go see the the show because I totally bought into it. Shame on me. Um, and they got that crappy Canadian singer, and I can't remember his name. But anyways, um, but it was really funny because Jason was supposed to tour with them, and he's like, oh, I hurt my back lifting a stack. I can't tour with you guys. And I'm like, no, you jumped off before the shit hit the fan, which, yep. by the yeah. way, nice job. You caught. Yeah, you, caught you jumped off while everybody else probably that. had an ironclad contract. So, mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, hey, when you know the shit is, when the ship is sinking... It's time to go. You're not a rat. Get on the lifeboat mm-hmm. and just get out of there. Paddle, paddle, paddle. <laughs> paddle, paddle, paddle. Just keep kicking. You know, it's like the, <laughs> like the joke I heard Steve Harvey back in the day about 
you know, the Titanic sinking. So if there's some brothers on there, we would have been long gone after that. <laughs> 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 you people. <laughs> the, the first ones jumped before the women and children. They're yes. jumping in the boats like, get us out of here. Out. <laughs> we out. We out. We leaving all the shit. Like you imagine like the kitchen help. Like that's some, those are some valuable people. Like why, why would they put them on the boats first? <laughs> Because uh, they're already swimming. That guy knows. The <laughs> they're already, they're already well, you know, forward. just wow. based on the law yeah. of averages, there's a boat that's not uh, that's taking water in, and you know that there's there's a guy that had all the utensils in the kitchen to scoop the water, and he was like, "Fuck those people. <laughs> they didn't let they didn't let me on the boat, so yeah, they can just go down." Yep. <sighs> I got buckets. I got all kinds of stuff back yeah. here that here, they left here, behind. You need some help? Here's a yeah. colander. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see the. Kind of jam you can get yourself out of with this yeah. <laughs> strainer. There was supposed to be a 55-gallon drum of lard that would have worked really well to get that water out of the boat. But you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to float in it for a while because you didn't let I'm me I'm just going to sit in this thing. <laughs> so, yes. So. That comedian we saw the other night was talking about the like the one guy who was Japanese that was on the Titanic. Mm. And he, he made it all the way home. Like he was, he survived, the, the, you know. And he and he got to Japan and they're like, you are a tree. You are a pussy basically they're just like they're just like how dare you not how dare you return die. like <laughs> you why uh, would you return like the only Shame. the only guy who, just, who survived the titanic with her like did not get a, a welcome home <laughs> like <laughs> they're like you pussy Awful. you should have just went down with the ship <laughs> terrible ah so what else is going on boys it's happening we mentioned Burt a little bit. Yeah, we were talking about Burt Reynolds before we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Burt Reynolds. I'm so, I'm still in shock over it. It's definitely sad. I was at work and I'm like, you know, on break. Yeah. I'm like Burt Reynolds dead at 82. I'm like, no. You you want it to be one of those like, those uh, you know what do you call it like the the hoax, the hoax thing? Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, that's exactly that's what I did what too. I thought it was. I, I had Snopes. A, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, that's what I did. Dead. I had a double check. To make sure that it right. was not a hoax. Well, I was still yeah. really hoping there was some kind of yeah uh, fake news, but I was hoping that you know they that it was all made up. And then I heard them they were playing the audio clip on TMZ of mm-hmm. the guy calling, and it was very calm. So it must have been one of those things where he was, I knew he was ill, um, and he had a bunch of heart problems and stuff. But yeah, the guy called in on TMZ, and he was so calm about it. I was like, oh, so this is not like oh my god, he was just swimming with the dogs. Like no, mm-hmm. he, he literally like was going downhill. It was sad. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so it was just a hell of a run, though. I mean, 82 oh, yeah. years old, and the guy lived a hell of a life. He had more ups and downs than probably anybody else, and he was one of the last, like, real movie stars where, like, studios would, like, you know, plan their entire quarter on, you know, two or three of his releases, yeah. you know? It, it was, yeah, it was I mean, it Even, was really like, the sad. later stuff that he did, uh, Top and a Half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it like, Bert, how could you? Hey, you're making money, though. He really proved that you can take any angle of a buddy cop film and mm-hmm. make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've, it's been tried so many times, but he literally took a child. And, and just because Lethal Weapon, just because Lethal Weapon was such a big hit, they said, "Let's make it a black kid." So, <laughs> you know, because I mean, it, it would have been really easy. It would have been really easy to grab like one of the little shits from Home Improvement or something and yeah, put him next to right. Bert. But instead, yeah. they grabbed they grabbed a black kid, and it worked, and it, and it did really well, and it brought him a lot of money. And then yep. he did, you know, parlay that a few years later into Boogie Nights. Oh man, um, he was great. So he that. did he did mm-hmm. a great job with that. He didn't want to do that movie. By no, the way. he did. Um, he got into it with the producer. He was. 
he was arguing about some of the language being used and yeah. some of the character development and stuff, and um, it ended up working to his advantage. It, 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 it allowed him to continue working because at that point he wasn't getting a lot of choice roles. Yeah, but, I mean, just the fact that he, like you said, he came from an era where not everything had to be cursing or just <clears throat> moodiness, right. you know, <clears throat> hell. Like. There was a way to be a leading man. There, there was a, a playbook that you followed if you were trying to be a Paul Newman type or if yeah. you were trying to be, you know, a Burt type. Like, th- those guys had a certain range that they could do, but if they went outside that comfort zone, it was it was usually crickets, you know, because yeah. people had expectations back then. If the, if your name was, was the first thing on a movie poster, mm-hmm. people knew what they were getting. It may not be the same story, sometimes it was, yeah. but um, a lot of the times, you know, especially when a pro, when in here, we all know about Hollywood, like, when something works, you're going to beat it to within an inch of its life. Yep. And then someone dead. younger than you is going to come and do the same thing and tweak it enough where they can take some credit and for it. In 10 years, 15 years, they're going to reboot it, they're going to make a yeah. sequel, they're going to try to I mean, here, just another, just yeah. for an example, think of the guys that were up for Rocky before Stallone finally put his foot down and said, you know, I'm going to take less money for it or not sell it um, and just do it myself. And he finally got a, a studio to greenlight it. But before that, it was Robert Redford, mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. Yep. Um, trying to remember the other. Oh, um, Sonny from Godfather. What's his name? Oh, Jamie, uh, Jimmy Kahn. Yeah, so I mean, there were some guys that were established, box office proven stars mm-hmm. that they were going to give that movie to, mm-hmm. because if that name goes on the billboard, you're guaranteed a good weekend, right? And that's De Niro did Raging Bull, so it's like, okay, well, let's do another box. Let's do Jimmy Conn in a boxer movie now. Mm-hmm. Let's do another thing. You know, like they were again yeah. trying to capitalize on that kind of success of yep. here's a movie about a boxer and the underdog, <clears throat> the underdog movie. I mean, Rocky was the first in like probably a 15 year window of just consistent. For the underdogs, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just it, a lot of them were sports movies, and a lot of them were terrible. But mm-hmm. it was, it was. I mean, even buddy movies or cop movies, it was root for the underdog, root for the underdog, yep. and, and that was that yep. was a, a little bit of a different take on the concept, and it worked really well for a lot of. People. It wasn't John Wayne hero. It was it was like this just regular dude, and yeah. people, the more people could relate to it, sure. and more people could just latch on to a movie yeah. like that. And every single type of movie had underdog themes after that because it proved uh-huh. to be like you know such a big deal. Um, you know, and Burt could have done more of those movies. I mean, he turned down, he turned down a role in uh, Terms of Endearment. It was yes. written for him. It and was Jack written Nicholson for him. Had it. Yep. Um, he and won the award for it. Too. Yeah. And you know what movie he did in place of it? Uh. It was it was a disaster of a movie for the box office. I like it, but he did Hooper. Hooper is this. I'm sorry, it wasn't Hooper. I take that back. It was oh. Stroker Ace. I don't want to oh, say it was yeah. both those movies. Stroker Ace was good, a good yeah. movie, but it, I mean, I think anybody knows that they would take a small paycheck for terms of endearment just because that's going to push you back up a right. notch. Or you could be, or you could be that guy and win that Oscar, you know, something like that, where it's like a legitimate move, like in there. Sure. It, I mean, everybody it fits can that profile. Yeah, of look at look at a, uh, Cuba Gooding <clears throat> Jr. You yeah. know, he had a really big payday with uh, Jerry Maguire, <clears throat> and yep. then he ends up doing some real clunkers. Radio. If he could get right, <laughs> what yeah, are you doing? Exactly. If he could get another movie <laughs> as good as that, he would be back up on top, and it just never really worked for him. It just shows how important it is to choose movies. But Bird wanted to help that. his friend. He was friends with Hal Needham. And uh, Hal Needham wanted to get a movie made, and Bert's like, well, I like this, and if I do it, we'll get it made. No problem. Otherwise, you know, good luck. It's going to be low budget or no budget, and you're not yeah. going to get it made. So he wanted to help his friends. He put his friends, 
higher than some of his contemporaries did, and mm-hmm. it, in the end, it ended up hurting his career a little bit. But he had some real good times too. He had a, he had a fun life because of it. Yeah, I mean, the mm-hmm. Cannonball Run movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he's Just like, he, yeah, he was like, I'm not doing a movie without Dom DeLuise or yeah. Terry Reed or <laughs> like somebody, you know, these guys that I know. <clears throat> kind of like what you look at now with like it's, you know it's, it's like Adam Sandler. I was talking to somebody about Adam Sandler recently, where it's like you know they just kind of made movies with their friends, and they're not really trying to make a blockbuster, blockbuster or an Oscar nominated. It's just a silly movie, and he's put his friends in it, and they're having fun making that movie, and but you can sell. He's got a built-in <clears throat> client base. He, yep. He's got a level that <clears throat> that he knows he's going to yeah. hit, and if if it is a good one. Like that do-over movie did really well, mm-hmm. um, and I know it's like one of the biggest movies on Netflix because it was it was really good. It was, yeah, it was a fun just a movie, damn good movie. Yeah. yeah, you know who else had a career like Burt was um, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, because um, mm-hmm. he's kind of had his ups and downs, and he's done some real big clunkers, just like Burt. Mm-hmm. But he, you're basically getting the same guy every movie, whether it's the movie where he's you know doing something with Santa Claus, or it's the movie where he's got to go to like four parties for Christmas because he's got fucked up families or whatever. Yeah, but like. That was actually pretty same, good. Right, but what I'm saying is, you know that it, it, you could you could say the same thing. Like if you go back 30 years prior, Burt Reynolds is going to go with his wife and a bunch of divorced relatives, and they're going to have a bunch of fun time at Christmas. Or you say Vince Vaughn is going to do the same thing. Like it's Vince Vaughn playing Vince Vaughn. He's good at playing himself. And he's yeah. a likable guy. Wedding yeah. Crashers. Burt had the he's same doing career. The same character in Wedding Crashers and the Christmas movie, right. and he's basically like just yeah. that cool. Yeah, the movie where they're doing neighborhood watch. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's always it's always just him. <clears throat> it's him playing himself. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel I feel the same way about Owen Wilson. He's always mm-hmm. he's just wow every movie. It's wow. just wow. wow. I'll say that forty five wow. times, mm-hmm. and you know I'll get a paycheck. Wow. I don't see enough wows in this script. Is there, is there more wow? <laughs> wow, this wow, is that's a- amazing. Yeah. And then uh... yeah, I was trying to I was actually trying to think about who might be somebody that would kind of be equivalent of of, of a Bruce Willis or a. Yeah. Or Burt, excuse me, Burt Reynolds. I'm you, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. About, they were thinking about Bruce Willis too. Like all they the both stuff. had hair he's, he's pretty much the same. That's was in my head. And they both had like famous hair pieces. Like there's a lot of movie <laughs> yeah. where Bruce Willis <laughs> yeah. has a hair piece. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard. There's this great story about Bruce Willis where. Um, he did that movie Hudson Hawk. Yes, they spent. Mm-hmm. And this was like the, early, early CGI. Movies. That movie came out right around the same time as Terminator Two, just to give you an idea of like the CGI oh, budget and yeah. stuff. But <laughs> they spent like over ten million dollars of studio money to cover up the bald spot on the back of his head using CGI instead of just giving him a goddamn hairpiece to cover it up wow. for the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's how big of a star he was. Because this wow. was, like, right when Planet Hollywood and all that stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. He was yep. a big deal coming off Lethal Weapon, coming really? off Moonlighting and all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah he <laughs> he wasted a lot of money to cover up a bald spot. Yeah. That's why he just basically just goes <laughs> bald oh, now. He's like, fuck it. Well, yeah, then he just started shaving it. And you're like, that's a hell, you know, it worked for Ed Harris. You know, God bless him. Uh, yeah, just shave yeah. it off. <laughs> just, just shave it off, shave dude. It off. But roll. speaking of Bruce Willis, though, now I got to wonder, um, that crappy buddy cop movie that he did. Oh, uh, <laughs> Cop Out. Yeah. Would that have been any different if Burt Reynolds were in the movie with him? No. It would have been like Burt Reynolds and Tracy Morgan instead of no, Bruce No, Burt Reynolds and Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh, Burt Reynolds. Because uh, I, I think Tracy Morgan kind of like saved that movie, yeah. honestly. Okay. Pers- no, I mean, personally, like he. I mean, I never like actually saw it. So Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is just so out of place in that movie. He's just like doing. I just know the wrong. that. I just know that Bruce Willis just made that movie fucking miserable. He's like, what <laughs> did I? Everybody yeah. involved. Because he was. And like, I'm like, how different would it have been though if Burt Reynolds were involved in the experience? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very true. It, it makes you wonder, like, how many times is there a movie that's just, you know it's going to be a clunker, like, the first week that you're shooting. You've probably fired a couple people already. <laughs> the studio's there every day, and they shouldn't be, so you're kind of wondering why. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know what, though? Everyone's getting along. It's like a really good, it's a really good yeah. vibe. Yeah. You know, even the craft service people are smiling. Like, it, it's great. Yeah. And then you're like, and then it comes out, and it's a clunker, and you're like, you know what? We still made our money back. It's okay. It's not mm-hmm. that bad. But I'm wondering how many nice people in Hollywood get, like, a fourth or fifth chance to, to be something at the box office because they're nice versus the guys that are assholes and the first time they have a clunker, they don't they get another shot. shot. That's it. They fall quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Kevin, Kevin Smith was in this whole, like, little production um, development deal thing with Warner Brothers, and that's how that script landed in his lab for Cop Out, and then he ended up going and, like, talking to Bruce Willis. He was in the Die Hard 4 movie yeah. as, like, a little side character, and he's like... Uh, and Bruce Which Willis was, was apparently like, too. hey, uh, I like your stuff or whatever. And he was just like, <laughs> and he's got a whole like stand up, like a Q&A thing he did where he's like, he drops the mic because he's like, yeah. And then I pick up the phone and it's uh, Bruce Willis. He's <gasps> <laughs> 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 just like, why the fuck is Bruce Willis calling me? He wants to do a movie with me. And that's what became Cop Out, they, like two years later or whatever. Yeah. They found a script and they did all this stuff. And Warner Brothers put the money up for it, whoever put the money up for it. And it just like it was like bleh, <laughs> and he's like that was the worst experience of my life. Yeah, Bruce Willis was like my hero, and now he's like, I just hate his guts because he was just such a pain in the ass to work with in this movie. There was uh, there was a cool story. So we were talking about Bert and Bruce and all these guys that were you know for a while they were box office gold and then they they had their downturn, but. There's a funny story um, about Sly and Arnold. Um, Arnold knew that uh, Sly was interested in a project and the minute that Arnold expressed interest, Sly would either cut his asking price or offer to do something that would help boost the film's uh, profile to investors or studios. So Arnold agreed via uh, memo, I think, or maybe telegram. I don't know. It was before internet was taken off, but he agreed to do a movie called, um, and you may know it, I don't know, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yes. Uh So Arnold agreed to do that movie but never signed the damn Ross's, thing. I think Tony Ross's jacket was in that movie. It was. It, well, the, a version of it. I mean, it's been improved on <laughs> since then. That one looks like the thread is... It's a higher thread count, I can tell from here. Sorry I'm looking at it. I know I promised I wouldn't. Um, yep. the, the, the studio, though, like got Stallone to sign up for it strictly because he thought Arnold was going to do it. He's like, oh, if I can get to it before Schwarzenegger, this must be a good script. I'm not even going to read it. <laughs> and he signed up, and he did the movie, and we all know how that went. <laughs> Right, right, right. Still was, good. It, again, that you're coming yeah. off Rocky Five, which wasn't exactly stellar, and then your next movie up is Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Um, these these are the types of things that you you leave out of your bio when you're right. on IMDb. You yeah. just leave that out. And like, but and, it's a great story. And yeah, like back to Bert, like pushing him. You know, he he took a kind of similar, like you're saying, that buddy cop like twist with with cop and a half, and he just like. You, he could have done anything with that, you know. It's it's a it's a situation where it could have been a bad movie too. Like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, but it's yeah. like it's it's fucking Bert. So he's gonna he's gonna nail it, mm-hmm. and he's just got that 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 coolness about him. But you know who I owes like. you know who owes Bert a lot of credit, and not to say that she did not give it to him, um, but Sally Field was yep. very yeah. much 
considered a TV person yeah. before the Fine Bandit movies. And mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, why do you want like Sally Field? She's, right. she's, she's, she's not, not sexy. They said, like, she's yeah. not sexy. She's yeah. like girl next door. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so then they ended she up having act. their fling or their, their yeah. romance for a long time. And I know he was like crazy about her. And even in his book, like he starts crying and stuff when he talks about her. It's really sad. But uh, yeah, he helped her because she got a lot of beefy, awesome movies mm-hmm. after doing the bandit stuff and yep. doing Hooper. Oh, Ray, and mm-hmm. she did um, uh, play, Murphy's, uh, Murphy's Law Murphy's with Law. Uh, Paul Newman. Right. Yeah, I mean, she no, got actually, meaty. No, not Paul not, Moon, no. Newman. Um, James uh, Gardner. James Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. Holy hell. Well, the role she played in, uh, what you call it, um, uh, the, big, the big one with all the ladies. Uh, oh, Steel, Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Like, her role was, like, elevated in that movie. Yeah. I think something like that. I remember hearing a story. And she was in Forrest Gump. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Forrest Gump. Yeah, like and then a little, later, bit after, yep. yeah a little bit after that, she got Forrest Gump. And yeah. There you go. And then, you know what's weird is she played Tom Hanks' contemporary in uh, Punchline. Yep. And then played his mom, like, she's just what? a few years later. She's, what, like, yeah. two years older than him or something? That she's playing his mom. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> Forrest Gump. Well, it is the South, yeah. you know. So, well, you know, uh, they do things differently Ow. down there. But <laughs> even... <laughs> My Even mom always in, said. She, mom always said we was in kindergarten together. She but wondered he, why she was younger than me. But even <laughs> in smoking in a bandit yesterday. I, as I was watching, you could see that there's more, there's romance as they're filming this movie. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. They, that was real. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's yeah. exciting to know that you can go back and watch a movie, like the two of them, and you can see people falling in love. Like, everybody here has been in love at some point, but it's cool to know that if you were lucky enough to be an actor or mm-hmm. on TV or film, you can go back and you can actually watch different points in your life and, and see yourself falling in love with somebody. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still one of my favorite movies, that and Hooper, though. And then, um, like I said, the Cannonball movie rock, <laughs> movies. Huh. Good lord. Yeah, there's yeah, just it's so just fun. fun. It's just an excuse to laugh with with friends. I mean, whether you're making the movie or watching the movie, it's yeah. it's fun. Um, the Bandit movie, um, and then the one I was watching yesterday, um, uh, Gator, which was the sequel yes. to White Lightning. Yep. You know, Gator <laughs> McCluskey, but. I noticed, like, a couple of the cops in Gator are the same cops in yeah. Bandit. Like, when when, uh, when when Buford or when Jackie Gleason thinks he's uh, pulling up to the to the mobile home and he's thinking that he's going to bust the Bandit, but he busts the cops that are hanging out with the hookers. Yes. Uh, he, uh, the cop, the, the younger cop, he's like, you just apprehended my captain because he thinks he caught the Bandit. He's in the Gator movie, and he's wearing the same cop outfit. So, I'm like, he, he probably just had it in a trunk, and he's like, hey, you want to do this uh, movie next year? Like he you, can, the, you can wear the yeah. cop outfit I left you. He does use the same wardrobe people, too, or something, too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, and it wouldn't surprise like, me if they shot in the same money. area, because hey, hang on to I those. know yeah. Bert would always shoot in, like, certain areas that like he just liked. And Georgia and stuff. Florida like and Georgia, and then, because uh, um, I know, like, after Deliverance, they named, like, a bunch of spots on the river after that movie because it became a huge tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. It literally was a a seasonal industry for them after that movie came out because everybody wanted to like know where they were filming and, and other things I'll leave out. But yeah, they're, like there's there's actual Spoiler. spots. Right. Spoiler alert. And then I guess there was I can't remember Ned Beatty doesn't I can't remember it. if it was a flood or if it was something else that happened, but I know like a lot of that is gone now. But mm-hmm. for a long time it was still there and you could go do all that stuff. It was pretty cool. So yeah, it was uh, that was another that was one of his biggest movies. You know, he got that movie because he was on the Tonight Show. Yeah. He he was such a character and such a personality on on the late night show that with with Johnny that uh, 
um, the guy that did that movie, you know, was like, hey, I think you're the right guy for this character. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Just from seeing somebody, good, yeah, again, his, his whole charisma on just sitting there on late night TV and just being himself. Which is what he did in those movies anyway. He was yeah. just being himself. So it's yeah. like, well, yeah. He says it in the Bandit movie. She goes, what do you do best? He goes, show off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good That's like what every guy wants to say when he's talking to a girl that he likes. She's like, what do you do for fun? <laughs> I like to show off. Make myself look good. I only take my hat off. I only take my hat off for one reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I love when Snowman gets his ass kicked and then he runs over all the motorcycles. Yeah. Because we've all wanted to do that. You've all, oh, yeah. Like you walk out yeah. of a, uh, it doesn't have to be a physical thing, but you can just be like, oh man, that guy really got to me. Or, oh man, I wish I didn't do that. Then you're like, you want to uh, be so great if I could just run over somebody's motorcycle. Or I need to find something to like redeem myself here from getting my ass kicked yeah, or whatever. I got my ass kicked in front of my go, dog. Yeah. I mean, how bad is that? <laughs> you didn't even step in, Fred. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, Fred? Hey, the dog got his ear pulled. <clears throat> your dog bit me. <laughs> I don't I think said, he bit you, mister. I said your dog bit you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, he has not moved in two hours. Yeah. That dog did not bite you, I don't think. I didn't even know he was still alive, honestly. Yes. Fred, did you bite this guy? And then he gets a little, he gets a little, uh, little prejudice there. He goes, because Fred definitely don't like Greeks. Oh. Grease. Grease. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Grease. They were like a bunch of grease. That's what I get for not listening guys, yeah. in HD. Grease. And, and that was one of the lines that I the never theater. actually heard before until yesterday. Or maybe they uh, cut it. Maybe they re-edited it for the theatrical. Uh, <laughs> for the new, oh, I did hear something new. funny. So Jackie Gleason was an old grumpy man. He had a heart attack right after that movie. So if you notice in the second one, he moves a lot slower. Yep. But uh, after the first one, little, little they fools. wanted to... Um, they wanted to go back in, and they wanted to do uh, voiceover work so that they could edit it for TV. And at this point, Jackie was old. He's like, fuck you. I'm not doing it. So they hired, uh, what's the name of the guy that did the voice for the guy Fred that Flintstone? Did Flintstone. Yeah, they hired him. Reed. Okay. That- I don't know the name. That's why I'm like, okay, yeah. if you say so, I'm going to go with, yeah. Uh, or just look it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look it up. Right. But it was great because um, when you watch it on TV now, you know, it's funny because you hear Jackie clear as day. The, the background noise is perfect. You hear the cars racing by, and then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell do you know? You're like, that's not the same voice. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, it was close. It's, it's, it's a damn good effort. None of us could do Jackie better than that, but it's not right. Because he's doing like a Jackie Gleason impression to do the you right. know, Fred Flintstone voice. So it's yeah. Like, he was the nat- he was the natural choice, and <laughs> it was, was great like, though. That he was like, "Yeah, I'm not some doing bitch," that. and <laughs> and then some uh, scumbum, scumbum. So yeah. scumbum wasn't in the original movie, but they had to edit it into the movie for the TV version. And then for years, you could buy Matchbox cars that said scumbum, because so many kids grew up watching the movie <laughs> that they actually put scumbum. it on the side of a car. And I guess some bitch was Bert's father. That was like his favorite saying because he was a, he was a sheriff for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he would say some bitch all the time and he just worked that into the movie. So it was kind of Jackie taking it and running, but it was also kind of Bert yeah. remembering stuff about his dad being the big, the big man in town, the big sheriff. Yep. Um, Cause Bert went with his dad one time. So much of this is from the book, but Bert went with his dad when he was a kid and he was in the back of the squad car and he goes, why don't you come into this bar with me? I got to talk to these guys. So, Bert's dad brings him into a bar when he's a child, no more than like 12 or 13 years old, at the oldest, he might have been younger, and he goes to, uh, he goes up to these guys and he's like, hey, uh, I need your knife, and the guys are holding a knife at the bar and they're trying to look like big shots, and he ends up getting the knife from him, throws it into the bar hard enough to break the blade. And uh, the two guys walk out to the squad car. They get into the back seat. And the whole time they're like, hey, little boy, your dad's the coolest sheriff around. We love this guy. He's the best. And 
Like, they just went to jail because he was, you know, that guy. He was the guy that everybody was scared of. And they just, like, got Total. in the back of the cop car. Go ahead and arrest us. Yeah, we're not going to do anything. You got your kid with you. And, you know, we know you're a big deal. Yeah. We've heard stories. So just, yeah, take us in. Yeah, yeah it, was like, cool. it was like his dad. And then the Buford part was this, like, football player he mm-hmm. hung out with or something like that. Right. The story I heard it was, like, this big dude who should have, like, you know, he got a college. So he had, like, a personality to him. And they kind of put those two things together with his day and then the name of course Buford yep. Justice mm-hmm. but yeah any other any any other uh, do you guys have any other like Burt Reynolds like thoughts or, or I mean, anything like that that's pretty much all I can think of I think we covered it all well I didn't like meet him <laughs> meet him but I remember being like like five feet away from him at you one point. You son of a bitch. You some bitch. <laughs> he was a uh, bitch. No, he was down in uh, Woodridge at uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. And they were doing a whole bunch of his movies, and me and my uh, buddy Seth got tickets to see uh, Smokey and the Bandit and Cannonball Run. <gasps> they had, like, Longest Yard and a couple other movies there, too. Yeah. But those two were specifically the two that we were going to see. And Bert was there that day. And doing a meet and greet, but I saw how big the line was, and we were going to miss the movies if mm-hmm. <laughs> we tried to get in line at all to see him. Sure, but you were in the presence of the man. Yeah, that's enough. And to meet, yeah. like from where, like he, where he came out into the room, and with his handler right next to him and everything. I mean, I was literally no more than like five feet away from the guy. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to stop myself from like completely geeking out and running up to mm-hmm. him. <laughs> but oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I just love no I no that I actually did something at Universal Studios. Oh boy! Yeah, some <laughs> somebody somebody was dressed up as a witch and she tried to like come up to me to scare me and I'm like, oh no no no, I'm getting her good. So I throw out my arms and I start running up to her, mommy. <laughs> I scared the witch. That's awesome. but I bet she wasn't expecting to be the one to get scared. Uh, right. She didn't have that on her agenda today. No. She was like, I'm going uh, <clears> to <throat> get this guy. And it's not like I even went into anything with She's that like plan pro. in my head. Yeah. I just, it just randomly happened. My buddy <laughs> looks at me, he's like, dude, what that brought that on? I'm like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those things you respond with and you go yes. with. It. Yeah. yeah. Just like but, a gut reaction, like, sorry. But man, there's right. a part of me, though, that does, I mean, because obviously I could go and see a movie anytime. But yeah, there is a part of me that's kind of regretting that I didn't take that opportunity since he was right there to actually meet him. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yep. I know he, he made appearances but in just like a bunch seeing of car his, stuff and same just thing. See, I regret yeah. it. And just seeing his interactions with, you know, the people that were there. Yeah. Man, that guy was awesome. Yeah, He's a man of the people. Man of the people. I mean, but you already, you could already tell at that point though that his health was deteriorating. Yeah, because yeah. he, you know, he was kind of hunched over a little bit, and he's just really like I didn't realize. I mean, I always heard you know stories that he was shorter and stuff. I didn't realize how short until he come walking out that door. Yeah, oh, Between wow. the bad posture and the shrinking, yeah, he was probably what yeah. like five eight. I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, but in his day, he was almost six feet tall or just about. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, it wasn't even like five. Eight because I'm about five nine and 
he looked shorter yeah, than yeah. you know just he was withered, definitely right. looking shorter than me yeah but he was definitely not like six three six four like you know the towering like yeah. you, you no. imagine somebody I mean in the I think John Wayne was like six three or something or mm-hmm. these guys yeah. that had this and then, or then you got like Tom Cruise who's like five six or something <laughs> it's like too, you, you imagine you these at, guys uh, taller than they really were more like Tony in the yeah. 70s and he had like uh, oh nice shot Tony's hey you're still with us all right no I'm not so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> touching well, the jacket when he when he did those movies in the, the 70s off. too he was always wearing boots and he had those heels so you know that would make yeah. anybody look six feet right. tall if he had mm-hmm. the right he's boots. just got a couple extra inches just yeah. Exactly. boots yeah you know, it's actually funny because I'm um, Burt Reynolds I always thought was taller yeah. I thought he always was about six foot tall. You just imagine him as being a tall. Well, I'm yeah. saying he may have yeah. been six feet tall, you know, forty or fifty years ago. It's just yeah. by the time we got to see him, he had. <laughs> I mean, that's between yeah. hips and knees and shoulders yeah. and you know spines curving and you know just cartilage shrinking. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'll lose three inches in, in that time, mm-hmm. four inches yeah. easily, if not more. Plus, he's hunched yeah. over. Yeah, Tony used to be yeah. six foot four. And plus, it's I believe just it. that. <laughs> I believe plus, it. it's just that in his persona, 20s. and he had, to, he had to shrink into you know, the jacket. That image yeah. that you have of the guy, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you just can't picture him being anything but that six yeah. feet tall. That's what you I'm just saying. picture like, a yeah. leading man, like He's a yeah. big, strong, yeah. strapping dude, yeah. you know, football player like, type, right? Like yeah, another like person that we got now. <laughs> like another person that I feel is is kind of pulling that off today, Terry Crews. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I even heard a story recently that he was telling in an er- interview about working on Expendables. And at first, he didn't really have a lot doing in the movie. And, right. you know, he was just just smiling and just happily going along with everything. And right. then there came up some scene that they needed to figure out something. And, like, um, I forget what was going on. They are like, I think it was, like, Stallone or whoever. was like, we're going to do something and get you, you know, <laughs> we're going to do this. Ends up. Ends up being a scene that pretty much just took the whole movie, and it was like Terry Crews' defining moment in the movie. Yeah, just wipes out a bunch of people. Oh yeah, he had the Gatling gun. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was what that was what brought on the Gatling gun scene. Yep. Yeah, it's like and come, on, come to daddy. <laughs> yeah, people down. I'm like, okay, I can do it. But that. no, but in the interview, he was just talking about just you know going into things with that attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything, and I was like, you know, because we were talking about, you know, with like the nice guy, and like, you know, are they gonna, you know, people yeah. gonna try to work with them in the future and everything? And they're like, yeah, we fucking want this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, that's what's kind of missing in Hollywood now. I mean, you you still got stuff like that. <clears throat> By the way, The Expendables was actually a remake too, from like The Expendables from the seventies. Yeah, still use same kind of characters and everything like that, but a story that was retold. Yeah, yes. yeah, right. But, but still, it was still it was still good. Though. What, yeah. what story these days almost isn't retold? Exactly. Yeah, true. That's why it's like you can you can pick those people who are like standing out, like Terry Crews or somebody that still yeah. has that old school kind of vibe to him, where you know. Anybody who's doing a, an action movie or something, Jason Statham or anybody, you know, Bruce Willis, anybody who's doing these like big act, you know, big roles is always I doing it. Bruce is older and he's still doing action yeah. movies. And he's, yeah. It almost reminds me of Charles Bronson, which is great because then he just did that. He just, he just did, did the uh, Death Wish the remake. Yeah, yeah. Death Wish. Death Wish. Yeah. But I love that he's turned into that guy. He's the prickly old guy you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was Bronson for years. Like, I remember 
even The Simpsons yeah. made fun of Bronson because he yeah. did so many Death Wish movies. <laughs> Remember they did like Death Wish like 12 Death or Wish something? 11, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I thought that was great because as a little kid that made me go back and I'm like, my dad likes Charles Bronson. What's that all about? So then yeah. I went back and I looked and I'm like, oh boy, he did a lot of movies. Yep. A lot of women getting hurt I was watching, and got angry. What was so. it? Death Wish and 3 where he's got like the house with all the old older people. It's like a, it's like an apartment building that's got a bunch of older people living yeah, he was in living it. in an over 55 community. Yeah, because right. he's over 55. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> it makes sense because like, he was an old man. But he like could kind of like he could kind of like fit in with them too because he was a little older. On a movie. Like you could do a movie where like like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all these guys, they're in an over 55 like assisted living community and there's like some some bad, I don't know, pick a country that we didn't yeah. like in the 80s like say Russia or whatever. But cuz there was always a prop. There were always like three or four countries if there was a terrorist issue, you knew that it was one of those countries. Yeah. So of course like you could do that now. You could totally pick those guys he, uh, like walking with a cane. <laughs> yeah, the one guys. the one dude is like a war vet and he's like I got these on the black market and he opens up a closet and there's like a bazooka and like a big giant Gatlin oh, gun God, or something yeah. in there. <laughs> We've all been there. We've that all sounds been. like and they're like firing it off at all these punk ass kids with like the paint on their face that and the mohawks. Like the last... <laughs> they're like shooting a rocket launcher at these kids. That sounds like the last trailer for uh, Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis just opens up an arsenal. Yeah, yeah. he looks like Charles Bronson now. Was That's that a cool. Death Wish movie? Yeah, was that, it was like it was one of those brute movies that Bronson made. Maybe, maybe was that a Death Wish? It had to be a Death Wish it's movie. Probably Death Wish. I think it was Death Wish three or four mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, and it was like. Okay, uh, <laughs> but ideas. But I've always liked but that's what I was other getting, stuff like, too. Like, like ten to midnight, you know. When when somebody like Burt Reynolds can do the comedy stuff, or like Terry Crews has done a bunch of comedy stuff, like those type of guys, you can see they like rise above just doing like, oh, he's like a tough, you know, you know, action or like you know. A presence, and yeah. like, we got to put him in action movies. Well, no, let's put him in comedies and do other shit but with him. They tried too. to do that with people, and it failed miserably. Yeah. Like Van Damme yeah. tried to be yeah. funny in John some movies, and it was a no. disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? He, yeah, Van Damme was always at his best when he was very much like a robot, like literally Universal Soldier. Mm, yes, um, yep. like anything where he didn't have to have emotion, like that would have been hard right target. in his wheel. Yes. Hard yeah. target. Yep. You have to have abs, uh, good wingspan. Uh, good agility, but no emotion. Okay. I know Van martial Dam's art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that uh, didn't save him Mokido. in Street Fighter. No. Soundtrack yeah. was good. He was doing a lot Street... of coke during that movie. Yeah, so yeah, he, he, was. Was, he really was kind it of It wouldn't zombie. surprise me if the rest of the crew was, too. <laughs> I mean, well, Raul Julia was dying during yeah. that movie. Yeah, so they had to shoot all of his scenes backwards because of his weight problem. I guess yeah. he, was, yeah, he had had see. surgery, so he was gaining weight during the movie. So that the scenes where he was like really withered, they had to redo the whole shooting schedule. And then Van Damme was doing blow, and he was uh, having a fling with uh, Kylie Minogue. He was uh, he was porking her, and that that was a bad. He said that was like one of the worst movies he did, like from a personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm it's always interesting when money. people say that too. Just like because then you get that with like John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins doing Super Mario Brothers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. the Dude, they would just show up drunk on set. Yeah, yeah. who wouldn't? I would have showed up drunk to that to make that movie too. It's crazy, you know. Suspender sales went down, or I'm sorry, uh, overall overall sales went down like forty percent after that movie. <laughs> Because nobody wanted to look like those guys. Nobody. Yeah, mustaches, too. People stopped. People yeah. still like, yeah. Burt Reynolds made the mustache cool, and the Mario Brothers movie made the mustache uncool. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And it was just, like, movies like that. Anytime that somebody does um, a video game movie. Now, I got to say this. The Resident Evil movies, they actually escalated, then went down. Then the last one that they did basically just... It was good. It was entertaining, and everybody likes looking at me. Yeah, they're able to. They're able to no, make those movies. Did there's well. a, there's kind well. of an arc yeah. going on there. There's yeah. an ongoing story. Commercially, they did well, yeah. but the first Mortal Kombat did well. 
Premier. Yeah. I remember oh, that yeah. being a huge movie. Yeah. No, that that one I thought was amazing. For it's just it, if somebody is a huge fan of the game, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to make a movie to please that person. Yeah. Right. Which. You know, it's horrible for me, well, because I'm a huge gamer, and I think the one thing, well, I think the one, it's not even a movie, it was actually a series, and it's on Netflix, um, that they were able to do the most successfully, I think, was that animated Castlevania series. Oh, yeah. Which I can't wait, next month, season two comes out, yes. twice as many episodes, you're going to have eight new episodes instead of four. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they should have just, well, just did 12. 12 yeah. all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just do 12 in a season. Yeah. In, yeah. in a row. They probably made four, like that whole, the way that system works. We yeah. got well, to I think have it was kind of like what they did with uh, season one of Walking Dead. Right. Where they only did like six episodes, yep. and they're like, well, let's see where this takes off and see where it goes. Yeah. Almost or, 10 years later. I feel like that show has just taken a complete shit. I'm sorry. I just, well, I, now I, you I, got, like, like Andrew Lincoln walking away from it. Yep. And and a couple other people are, like... Oh, I don't blame him. I don't. I just... I. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I gave up on that after season eight or part of season nine. I don't know, but it just... I walked off in I, season six. It was, yeah. like, right after the whole dumpster thing with Glenn, where you weren't <laughs> yeah. sure if he was yeah, dying yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked away from that at that point. Now, granted, yeah. I know what happened the first episode of season seven. I want to go back and watch specifically that episode just for that very thing. Right. But yeah, they when they start yeah. getting into season six and seven of these any of these shows where it's like it's hard. They just they just start yeah. to yeah try to turn it into something else because the whole concept, the original concept of the show, is like lost, and it's yeah. like this whole other like lost. Yeah. <laughs> like they and they they. They did everything they could do in that space, in that sandbox, and then they have to get out of the sandbox and yeah. just be like, well, now there's, like, these other Nazis or these other, like, weird other characters coming in. And They was, tried doing that with Once Upon a Time. It was all a dream. <laughs> that, that, that ended up ending at Season 7 because they, they tried to just go far away from it. Um, Bates Motel was supposed to have a Season 6, ended it yeah. after 5. I thought that was a good series. I loved it. Yeah, I liked but it. But I think they yeah. realized that... They were coming up to the end point sooner as as, than they as wanted. As soon as the mom was out of the picture, you knew that there was an end in sight. Like, okay, yeah. you knew how it was going to end. But the way that they did it, I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was it was amazing. Good acting, and I, cool stories, I even appreciate yeah. the way that the series ended. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And then um, Breaking Bad, same thing. It was just the right amount of, of story arc at the end. The last season I thought was one of the best, um, if not yeah. the best. And then now with Saul coming to an end soon. Um, same thing. Better Call Saul was outstanding. The writing's been great. I love that, especially the first couple seasons, it was a, had a lot to do being a legal drama. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gradually has morphed into this dark underbelly, you know, you know yeah. exactly what's going to happen because it's before Breaking Bad, but you, know. you still yeah. want to see exactly how yep. it plays out and all the little stories that are kind of interwoven you know it, it, it's a really cool job they did a good job with it and, but again they're ending it at the right time they're not going to make it 10 seasons don't wait until it's 10 <laughs> seasons and make yeah. it and be a, just annoying and like yeah. the walking and, dead syndrome yeah right yeah so, where then you're even spinning off of that you know and uh, fear and the walking dead and, and they're paying those people so much money too to like yeah. continue to do that show uh, what's his name Sean um, the guy who plays Daryl 
whatever. Uh, oh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. I was thinking of the other guy that was in, Boondock I think, Saints. Norman Reedus and um, the other guy, Sean something, that were in um, Boondock Saints. Sean Patrick Flannery. Sean Patrick Flannery. Patrick Flannery. I, I, I always get those two mixed up. Good like, which one's which, again? <laughs> which one's which again? <laughs> but yeah, Norman Reedus. Reedus. Work. Yeah. Put him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to be in a show where I'm, uh, I'm going to go. Zombie killer or something. Mm-hmm. Shoot the zombies. <laughs> Shoot the zombies with a shotgun. Um, but no, like in there. Yeah. Shoot the zombies. Well, if Schwarzenegger did the show, it would be like two I got episodes. An idea about a movie it. we could do with zombies. Well, yeah, he would end the apocalypse. You know what they don't talk about on Walking Dead, which would be great, is what the hell happened to all the celebrities? The people that have a compound. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, yeah, it almost touches on like like the whole Bill Murray thing in uh, in Zombieland. Like, is that's that what would have happened to a lot of people in Hollywood? Yeah. And then how about the people that are paranoid on drugs? Like, do they just <laughs> they just run out into the forest and that's it? Like, it's just, <laughs> just gone. You know, yeah. like I, I, I'm really wondering, like all the people that could afford to buy an island or already have an island, that's a part of Walking Dead I'd like to see. Mm Because we're talking about, like, normal people on that show and how they do incredible things. But that is not at all what happens with people that have a lot of fuck you money. And I want to know about (laughs) fuck you money people. They're more interesting. What happened to the Bill Murrays of the world? Yeah. Yeah. Or just, um, we went and saw that movie, uh, A Quiet Place, where it's just, like, one family running from this creature. And did you see that at all? With, uh, with, what's his name, John Krasinski? Yeah. And Emily Blunt. And and it's basically like oh, you, I, do I love her. You yeah. never really understand. You never really see anywhere outside of like what their story is, and like are they the only people left on the earth? Like what the hell's going? On? It's very they keep it very closed off just mm-hmm. for the suspense part of it. And it's that really almost cool sounds they, like the yeah. Cloverleaf, the one with John Goodman. Yeah, Cloverfield. Oh, Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield. Yeah. 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 So it's like you don't know where this that's, came that's from or where it's going after this. It yeah. could, could I still go didn't any see that direction. Third one, that Cloverfield yeah. paradox that was yeah. on Netflix. I did not see that either. I haven't seen it yet either, but I loved. 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's the one with John Goodman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that one was a lot better than the first one because, I mean, one, I'm not a huge fan of the shaky cam thing, so, like, that made me sick with Blair Witch, and I hated the fact that they even throw that in Cloverfield. Blair Witch, then, (laughs) And then I didn't, I hated that you didn't even get any glimpse or anything of the monster in Cloverfield until the closing shot. Right. Yeah, you don't see what's going on in uh, a quiet place either till like towards well, the end of it. What was weird for me, but even then they introduced it. Yeah, they introduced the monster a lot sooner than they did in uh, Cloverfield. Right, I'm just saying like the the whole suspense of the monster not showing up on screen. Yeah, I saw the part second. You don't know what you're fighting against before yeah. I saw anything else. So the whole thing with John Goodman trying to keep her trapped in there, I think it was a different movie for me than somebody that saw the first one. Mm-hmm. I went into it with no like, what's going on expectation he... other than just yeah, what's this. This looks weird. The ratings on it are decent. Let's yeah. pop it on. So we pop it on. We watch it. And I know my girlfriend and I are watching it. And she was like, yeah, it was okay. You know, I, and, but I, and I was like, actually, better than I thought. You know, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Goodman was awesome. And then the, the girl in it, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Who's in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And Final um, Destination 3. Yep. Yes. Destination <laughs> Hey, that was one of my favorite ones out of that entire franchise, Actually, like outside the of the first one. one. <laughs> I, I Wait, like the fifth one. The fifth one was that the race car? I think so. Speedway that, one. That's when everything came full circle. No, actually, that was no. Like that was four. the very last one where that was like dealt with like the office people where they were going on that like 
they were going to go on the office retreat, the bus accident with the suspension bridge. Yeah. And everything. That yeah. was the one that brought everything full circle because the flight that they were getting on to go away yeah. was Flight 180 from the original movie. That's right. I like the um, the one where, what was that, with the Tokyo Drift? Final Destination? Oh, Fast Tokyo, and Furious. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one with Paul Walker and... Yeah. Wait, have I got my movies mixed up? Uh, you, got, you got your movies mixed up a little bit, sir. <laughs> I still haven't seen like the last we just two went full Fast circle. and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you when you put a Japanese motor in a American into a muscle car, in the third one in Tokyo Drift, I'm like, yeah. I'm literally in the in the in the theater, like, what the fuck is this? You can't do yeah. that. No. That's what I was saying. Like, no. Damn it! <laughs> you, can, you can do whatever. Where's Burt Reynolds? We need to put Burt Reynolds in this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> save that it so we can save it. Yeah. That would have been. I'm <laughs> still waiting to but, see a black Trans Am. Just but he was unavailable, so they got the Rocky. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Or what least, happened? But. Or at least Eleanor, or something like something. from. from uh, <laughs> yeah, they've, from they've done some seconds. cool classic cars in those movies. That, that is they, my dream. Yeah. Car, the, the, it's at the point now, though, where really you're going to see what like extreme scenario they can put themselves right. in because mm-hmm. after the first one it just kind of went yeah i mean i i thought the second one was awful oh it fast was awful <laughs> just <laughs> awful hey, that was the last one i went out. to a theater too to bad. see i've been serious. everything else i've been like i'll just wait for dvd <laughs> yeah. i'm good yeah but Tony Bumblebee though transformers is just it's completely entirely different beast i don't even want to touch that one <laughs> it's still Bumblebee. a car movie. Bumblebee. No, no. it's a robot movie. Well, I would rather have seen them. Whatever. I would rather have seen them do a remake of like Harry the, or Herbie the Love Bug with that Haley Steinfeld chick. Yes. <laughs> I would have rather have seen that. I thought it was. I thought that was coming up on the screen when I saw the trailer for the first time. I was like, Oh, it's a little. It's a Beetle and Haley Steinfeld's like going to get in the car. Oh, it's like another Herbie the Love Bug. No, it's Bumblebee. Oh, I used to from, love the Herbie movies. Those were great. <laughs> like the one they did with uh, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on here? Like, maybe they could recapture some of that magic <laughs> that they did. With, I was like, oh, it's a Bumblebee movie. At this point, movie. Lindsay Lohan will never yeah. recapture yeah. any magic of anything. But I mean, that just is the, a, the... That is a no. tortured, they, troubled woman. At the end of a straw, they she could, will. They could redeem themselves oh. from... Oh. 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 <laughs> On that note, I think we should take Damn. a break. Tony's taking, the, yeah. Tony's taking the gloves off. He needs a Tony's bathroom break. Feisty Tony's here. taking his jacket off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he only takes, on, Tony only takes his jacket off for one thing, and one thing only. <laughs> yep. Uh. Oh, there he goes. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, should we take a little quick break? I mean, we've been we've been going for about an hour now. Do we want to uh, just end it, or do we want to keep going? Or what do you guys? What do you think? I'm, you whatever get, you guys want to do. Keep rolling here. I'm getting updates on my break. fantasy football right now, yeah. so I'm content. I'm good. You good? You doing yeah. have a good day and uh, no, touchdowns so and dragons. Far, so far, no complaints. I don't think anyone's tweaked a hammy or anything. So mm-hmm. we're good. Mm-hmm. I call it touchdowns. No, 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 I can get a drink. I'm good to go. Touchdowns and dragons. You, I, I sent that to my brother. He's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like it's true because I'm not. He, he came at me. I'm gonna use my Tom Brady spell on you, dude. I'm actually like, <laughs> I'm actually in a fantasy league, but it's it's just like one of those pick 'em things where you just pick the team you think is gonna win. Right. Yeah. That's not a fantasy league. That's I'm that's a that's a confidence game. World. Fantasy. You fantasy football is like a whole. Culture in and of itself, you got to like. Oh, I know. And my brother wanted fifty dollars. I'm like, nah. As somebody said once, it's um, 
It's like Dungeons and Dragons or World of Warcraft for, for football fans. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. you, like, those people are nerds. You got you to gotta be into it or just don't even bother. <laughs> it's fun, well, though, because if, you, if you're good at those other things, you can... You can probably you can take that knowledge and that pretty interest in, and parlay it into some money, possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a fact of money. Like, I'm not giving you fifty dollars. So yeah, uh, <laughs> Burt Reynolds, rest in peace. We're uh, we're glad he uh, he put the body of work he did on the planet and did a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of fun stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, I can't. I could never <laughs> recreate that laugh he does. But uh, yeah, we're gonna take a break here and we'll uh, we'll come back and maybe talk about some touchdowns and dragons or whatever else Joe wants to. Uh, <laughs> wants to here. And he's wearing a lovely Magic Queen 87 shirt. I, I voted for Magic too in 87. He didn't win. It was kind of sad. <laughs> we shall return. <clears throat> I bet they wish they were you. Bandit, you're reckless. In the deal of the car You're a legend to the old men A hero to the child Bandit, steal a lady's heart well, There's this really cool app called um, What is this called? <laughs> Yarn, <laughs> and and you just you can just like type in a quote from a movie, and it'll it'll pop up with a little clip of it. Like, oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Is he on the air? Well, cowboys love fat cat. They're not fat. What bigger than mine? It's a good cat. I was on Broadway for twelve minutes. I'm a professional dancer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's so great. It's just like so rapid fire. Too. Never would have bought this wedding dress if I had known it was so hard to not have. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of Spider-Man, I was actually trying to re-watch the third movie, the third Sam Raimi one. Horrible. Yeah, I like yeah, it's horrible those, uh, I remember. First one was the em- with the emo Spider-Man. You know, Total Grace as Eddie Brock. Yeah. That's why I'm glad they're making this Venom movie. Oh, no, no, Are you into those, Joe? Those uh, those Marvel movies and stuff? No? I mean, I watched the first Spider-Man. I saw the first Transformers. I saw... Um, the first uh, uh, Iron Man, like there's just there's very few that I've watched. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I am in no way uh, <laughs> a source of knowledge, <laughs> right? But I, I just think about how like some those are really good movies to me personally, as far as like storyline and stuff like that. They really oh, yeah. they've really you know humanized these comic book you know characters that have been cartoons for the so so long, I and think they actually like, is, there's just so many. I mean, yeah. if you're trying to stay up on Marvel or, or DC yeah, you, stuff, it's like, oh my god, dude! We went and saw a movie every week. We went and saw um, the Infinity War one, and then we saw people in the theater like 
looking confused or like, what's going on here? Like, you have to watch 20 other movies <laughs> and like TV shows and stuff. You have to yeah. be into it. Did you see the podcast? Because yeah. otherwise, this is like pointless. You, you, if you, if you would have saw the little like deleted scene from Thor, you would know that there, you have to there was a the meeting between and then yeah. the whole big, the whole story changes. Yeah. Like, what? There's a little the little big, little Easter egg that actually moves the story <laughs> along at the end of the at the end of the after the yeah. credits. Yeah. It's like a little teaser for the next, you know, what's going to happen next. So they get, but I mean, they've gotten really detailed and, you know, keeping it all together. And they've done a really good job, I think, yeah. of just putting it all the together. The one thing I did watch for um, all the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Um, yeah. I enjoyed those a lot. Those were really good. Those were good movies. Yeah, those were all solid. Like we were talking on the break, like where you watch, you, see, you see an episode of, or you see a, 10 seasons of a TV show and it's like there's 200 and some episodes or something it's like well we started watching it like let's get into it and watch the whole thing and actually when um, becomes daunting you're just like lower whacker where they did that armored car chasing from oh yeah so last last night we were doing our like tour and stuff we passed a part of lower whacker where they did the armored car chase oh sure from uh, dark knight awesome yeah mm. Yeah, those, those Batman movies were were stellar all the way through. Yeah, that was that was my my yeah. uh, my um, Elijah Wood story when we he was hanging out at that he was like DJing that party we were working at and he's like let's go I'm looking for a place to go have a smoke and we're like well we know where to go we're like where the loading dock is for the Hard Rock Hotel like you go under in your lower Michigan lower Wacker and his buddy's like yeah this is where they filmed the like Batman movies <laughs> and he's like wow this is cool. It's like a whole other, you know, like yeah. that's like a good, that's a good connection to like. But now you don't even what, have a Ben point, Affleck to play a Batman. Like, like there's actually a point to Lower uh, Wacker, <laughs> like other than it, there's homeless people down here and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is where the home. This is like our Skid Row. No, it's like it's like this is this is where they film you don't feel Batman. Like and you want to drop a body? I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just casually, just hey, there you go. And now Ground's DC frozen anyway. You're not going to get anywhere with that <laughs> shovel. Just put them on Lower Wacker. <laughs> just throw them in. And then there's Lower Lower. Michigan, like you have one more level down, Maybe actually. You water in your fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now DC can't even hold on to a hero. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, now you're making an Aquaman. Henry, Hen- Henry Cavill or whatever and uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck both walking away. They're just like, they're done with. I think they should be done with those movies anyway. Well, Ben Affleck didn't walk away. He was escorted to a rehab facility. <laughs> he was like kind of uh, carted. Uh, they're like shooed him away. Like, I mean, uh, maybe bad, never mind. How, Let's try how something bad else. Or how desperate does Batman have to be if it's like I'm going to go to rehab to avoid making another movie? Those movies like were bad. I couldn't. They, they were, with they're, the they're exception of Wonder so, Woman, that one only I enjoyed. Yeah, I actually like Suicide Squad too. It was different. I it couldn't okay, get past yeah. five minutes of that movie. Really. Suicide Squad? Yeah. The really? same thing with Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. They, I, I made it maybe yeah. 10 minutes into they're Man doing, of Steel. They're trying, to, they're trying to recapture what they are doing with the whole Marvel thing. And it's just they're trying to, like, catch up to it or something. And yeah, now they're, they're doing... 20, 20 and they did that Justice League bad. movie. Yeah. You're 10 years and 20 movies too late. Sorry. Yeah. Basically. Not going to happen. And some of the <laughs> first movies they're coming out with are the ensemble <laughs> movies. And you have none of the characters established. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's going on with any of them. And they're like, do we want to do, do an origin story? for? Like, we're going to do the Aquaman movie and a Flash movie. Like, they already have mm-hmm. the Flash TV show. Yeah. And the Supergirl and, like, these other and TV they shows. they should have gotten just need to stick the with... guy from the show for the Flash to do... Yeah. Justice League like and they be did, that Flash. Like Ezra Miller sucked as the Flash. Yeah. A little too hyper for me. Like they did with the Marvel stuff, again, where they took the TV show, 
character and then they just kind of dropped it into the movies. Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. it, it all flows the same way and it's all the same universe instead of trying to like create two worlds with all these different actors and trying to, I don't even know, I never even understood that. Like, they why they're really why they're trying with people, and they could take the same actor from the TV show to the film, but have the story be completely different. Mm -hmm. So then, when you mm -hmm. catch it, when you're flipping through on channels, because people that don't have streaming still do that, but when you're flipping through on channels, you'll be like, "Oh, I don't know if this is the show or the movie." Damn it! Now or, I gotta or, go back and watch the whole. Or thing. they get the guy who plays Flash on the TV show to play Aquaman in the movie, and it's like, "Wait, what the hell happened to Aquaman? Fla Flash Aquaman? Oh, yeah. This is like, Earth two point four. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, there's like because that's I a, can't hear yeah. anything about Aquaman without thinking of Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. My yes. brother and I always joke about that when people talk about Aquaman. We're like, where's Vince? <laughs> yeah, that was a show it's that I absolutely movie, loved and made it all the way through. Yeah, Entourage, Entourage. was a good show. I've actually watched that, that one I went back just not even six months ago and watched it for fun. And it's funny because like, some of the like the, <laughs> the flip phones <laughs> were kind of funny in like, the yeah. beginning. Or oh, God, yeah. Some of the celebrities that are dead now, like Chris Penn was on there for an episode, and I'm like, Oh, I miss that guy. He was he he looks like one of my uncles. So like I'm like ah oh, Chris Penn. I miss that guy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good show. I enjoyed that one. But yeah, I saw when I went when me and Brandy went to the movies. Saw the trailer for Shazam. Now that shit looks funny. That does. Yeah, that looks like a that fun. It good. just looks like a fun movie. It's like yeah. kind of geared a little towards kids, but especially with a kid that like. Says Shazam and he yeah, turns I mean, into a full-grown man. <laughs> I definitely like how the premise of that, you know, him being an orphan and whatnot, and yeah. helping out stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, kind of see what's happening. Yeah, and it looks just like him going, trying to be a superhero when you're still a kid because mm -hmm. it's something that he really didn't believe in until. He was blessed with Shazam, and then, then like he's a grown man, and he's and his friend is there, and he's like, "Can you fly?" He's like, "I don't know yet. I, I haven't tried yet." And he's like, <laughs> tries to jump off like a skateboard ramp. Oh, I guess I need to work on that one. <laughs> and it's just like they're just kind of like taking the concept and be really silly with it. It's that yeah. looks like it'll be fun. So but, I mean, yeah, definitely that might mm. be another movie mm. that will be the exception to the rule, just like Wonder Woman was. You know, because Wonder mm -hmm. Woman was probably one of the first few woman-helmed, hel written, all women. Yeah. And it was just fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. You know? It gave me the feels, because me, Joe, and Tony went to go see it, and I'm like, oh, man, what the hell? Just kind of like Infinity Wars. It was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like grown people crying in Infinity yeah. War. <laughs> And then the guy, the guy, the guy in front of us. I have this scene like, stuck in my head, and I don't remember what movie it's from, but I know it's from a movie that we, we've seen recently. Uh-huh. Uh, dude's walking down the street, like, just kind of, like, zapping and charging people's phones, and then they just short out. Oh, that was Shazam. That was in the trailer. Oh, Shazam. Yeah. That like, was your it. charge. Your charge. I was like, charge. yeah. Yeah. What the hell? yeah. That was that was the trailer for Shazam. Okay. That was good though. I was like, oh, brain fart. And that's not even coming out until like March or something like that. Uh, April. Of next April. Year. Yeah. Can I ask you guys are, a they're question? They're already promoting it. Please okay. do. Okay. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing movie that you have caught yourself crying in? Oh, that's a good question. I like that. Wow. Because we've all been there. And I don't care if it's because of something that happened that day or it's because somebody looks like somebody that you know. Or I just want to know, like, what's the movie where you're like, man, I never in a million years thought I was going to cry during this movie? Well, um, 
I kind of got one already. Do you have one already? I need to think I about think it. I got one, I, but I'm, I'm wondering. I think I have one because it's also a movie that at the time I didn't picture myself even being willing to watch. Uh-huh. And then not only did I did not only did I watch it, I was moved to the point of tears. It was the movie A Walk to Remember. Oh, with uh, Mandy Moore. Moore. Wow. Yes. All right. Yes. And I see a it, lot of and people tried watching her in that movie. And so I've you're tried not watching alone. it, and I've tried watching it a few times after that, thinking to myself, "Oh no, I, I'm man enough. I can make it out without crying this time." <laughs> mm-hmm. No, same fucking scene every <laughs> single time. Yeah. <laughs> what was the scene? I don't really think I, I saw that movie one time. I think um, a long time ago. <clears throat> Good answer, Joe. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's like Seriously, right by the like, end of the movie, and she's in the hospital bed, and he's sitting there oh, talking to her, and he's oh, like, geez. and he's like, you know, will you do one thing for me? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, will you marry me? Mm. Knowing full well that she's not going to make it much longer. Oh, so that's what. But of those, he wants yeah, to right. fulfill that like final wish of hers. I don't even remember the plot to of be able movie. to that's get right. married because like, that was like yeah. her number one dream was to be able to get ma- find love and get married in the church where her parents got married in. Did she have cancer or something, or was it something? leukemia? Yeah. So yeah. yep, that's right. That's right. Man, I, that, uh, I all right. So <laughs> I was unexpectedly moved, and I was not even. Um, like a really, I'd say, established adult, which was even more of a weird moment. I also think I was the only person in the theater that did not take their child to the movie. I took my little brother because we're almost 10 years apart. So I take my brother to go see the Rugrat movie. Oh. <laughs> I told you I brought this up. I mean, there's a reason behind this. Because I still laugh about how fucked up was my, like, weekend that I, I, I broke down during a, a Rugrat movie. I mean, the whole point of those movies is to not make people get too deep or emotional. You're just supposed to giggle and laugh at yeah. the funny pictures yeah. and weird-shaped people. Unless you're Pixar, so, then you want people to cry. Or, well, there you go. Sure, yeah. So, But I'm watching the Rugrat movie. Not even a good movie, but... Yeah. There's this scene where the older brother's like totally being like forgotten about because there's a baby in the house and he's just like sitting there. And for whatever reason, I had to do the wipe a couple times under the <laughs> eye. Like, wow. I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab these napkins for some buttery popcorn. And later on, I'm like, I need them for tears. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then my brother is sitting next to me just totally like, engulfed in the movie. Problem? And, uh, and that, and that was yeah. the first time my brother called me a dumbass. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. Yeah. He was way too nice at that age. And most actually, even to this day still too nice to do yeah. that without without being funny <laughs> um no it was really funny though because i left the theater and i'm like man i'm so happy none of my friends are with me because i'm never going to talk about that but yeah it was really embarrassing you know, recently we went and so we just kind of went on a whim and saw that christopher robin movie where they're talking you know the, the whole uh winnie the pooh thing and oh, okay mm-hmm. and like right at the beginning of the movie it's like christopher robin is going to boarding school or whatever so he's got to leave his friends behind and they're having like a, a, a tea party for him and i was like I'm crying already in this movie. Like, it's so sad to see Christopher <laughs> Robin. Here we go! <laughs> Christopher yeah. Robin's got to, like, leave the, you know, because you know the movie is, like, him as a grown man, and he's, like, and Winnie the Pooh shows up, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Why are you in the real world? You're in my imagination. Get the hell out of here. You're like, he's freaking out. But, you know, you see this scene where it's, like, all the, they're all singing a song. We yeah. love you. We're going to miss you, Christopher Robin. And it's this whole song, and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm already, like, I was struck gonna, a nerve. I was waiting to cry at the end of this movie, not the beginning. <laughs> yep. But I have nothing left by the end of this. I got nothing. That's kind of like with Pixar movies. I expect to cry like toward the end like I did with like Coco or something. Yeah. 
But then I sit down and watch the movie up, and I'm not even five minutes into the movie, oh, and I'm just the bawling. Whole beginning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I was, I was kind of affected by that too. But <laughs> one movie that that still kind of gets me, and you know, it's a chick movie. You know, you wouldn't think of that, but uh, still Magnolias. Oh, <laughs> especially you've had two still Magnolia references today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was just uh, you know just seeing the relationships between women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got six aunts plus my my mom, which seven girls, and how they all relate to each other and sure. everything like that. Yeah, so you, a sisterhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you relate yeah. to a movie like that where you like I said you I I you know when I was a kid like watching you know Winnie the Pooh or something with my cousins or whatever you know like you know. You're just—it it takes you back to that moment, or like, sure. yeah, you see a—you see a, a setting in a movie where it's like, that's something that I relate to, mm-hmm. <laughs> even yeah. if it's you not know, necessarily like, direct at you, but yeah, it's like I mean, personally yeah. you have an affinity. Well, even like that's... the past you know, two weeks ago, when I went up north uh, with my mom and everything to get, she uh, she officiated my cousin's wedding. And so the fact that all seven sisters were in the same place at the same time, that was like, ah, uh, yeah. like, you can't really. A lot of history. You mm-hmm. can't really get past that because everybody's all spread out. So, yeah, I have a picture of six and the one peeking her head around the, the corner. <laughs> There's a whole other subject with that. But, yeah, still Magnolias. <laughs> is, is Got you. Do you remember the first movie you guys cried about? Ooh. Oh. Yep. E.T. Oh, that millions of people share your experience, yes. especially in the, the age bracket that we're first all in. Movie yeah. I was, yeah, and I was like, because that was what, 82, 83? 82, yeah. <clears throat> I was five years old. Right. So not only was it one of the first movies you really have a lot of memories of, but it was also one of the first emotional movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a movie that made you emotional, Tony? I, uh, Towering Inferno. I was going to be a smart ass to say I throw up every time I hear this movie. Um, Side and Adventure. You know, it's, it's really, I don't think I got emotional that much on any movies. Really? I think the last one was actually Coco, where I got a little teary eyed. But before that, uh-huh. it was like on Bambi when the, uh, yeah. Had, yeah, we're going years back. Deal with it. Uh, Bambi when the mother got shot. Mm hmm. I think was it. I don't know Bambi's mom. Spoiler alert. No. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to nineteen eighty two, which is so funny, because you were just talking about E. T. But uh uh Rocky three, when Mick dies. Oh. When he's laying on the trainer's table. Oh yeah. After Rocky gets cl- you know, gets clubbered or clobbered by clubber. Yeah. <laughs> clubbered. Uh clobbered by clubber. Uh yeah, he, he gets annihilated and then uh runs back there with, you know, his eyes all swollen up and he's like Mick, Mick, Mick. He starts freaking out. Um, yeah, I remember being pretty emotional. When That's I, like some serious overacting, too, in that scene. Where he's like, and he's just screaming and crying. I just want to know if there was an asshole in that movie that told Sly to do that take like five times, just to really oh. push him to his... Push. Can we get a little more I would emotion? be the button pusher on yeah. that. If I saw someone overacting that bad, looking back on it now, when I watched that movie and I was like six, I was like, oh my God, this is real. Uh, but no, like when I, when I look at it now, I'm like, I would hate to be the guy who's like, you know what? Um, we had a shadow... 
we're gonna we're gonna need to redo this. There's a shadow in the background. Let's take it from the top. <laughs> we do it again. Or you know, Burgess, uh, uh, you were breathing a little too heavy there. We saw the chest moving. Bur <laughs> Mr. Meredith, can you can you just can you can you slow down your breathing? Not that slow, Jesus. Whoa. Um, but close. Somebody get a mirror. Is he right. still alive? <laughs> exactly. Not again. Oh, not again. <laughs> but now I have to wonder too. Is there oh any movie experience that you guys remember where? Something happened that caused like a very divided reaction within the theater. Mm. Like for me, it was Titanic. And it was when DiCaprio doesn't get onto the door at the end yeah. and sinks. All the women, of course, start blubbering and blah, blah, blah. All the guys in the theater are like, yeah, yes, <laughs> finally that little fucker dies. <laughs> Anything to get away from was a there, woman. Was, there, was, there was an outburst in the theater you were in when you saw that movie like that? Yeah. Were they like, like yeah. A bunch of guys were, were like applauding and everything. A bunch of dudes were high-fiving. Well, because DiCaprio was very hated at the time. I guess. By men. Yeah. Because I, of the women loving him. Maybe. I was I was kind of cheering for him because he, he got out of it like yeah. he he's finally like, some peace and quiet. He's like I fucked her already. I don't need to I don't need to. Uh, yeah, but that's there's, like there's hit plenty of to the extreme. There's though. plenty of room on this he door. Was so no, good. He was so sick of your was, mouth. He just wanted to freeze in the ocean. If you look real close, he's waving and like smiling as uh -huh. he's sinking to the bottom of the ocean. I'm not hearing you. Like, I'm not hearing you. Goodbye. I'm going in the water. Bye. They, they had to they had to like CGI out the middle finger as yeah. he's sinking. Yeah. <laughs> That is funny. Right. A divided theater? Yeah, you got one? Ooh. Not really. No. I don't see no. it happen often, but no. it was like that one time I did. I mean, I can, I, I can say not so much divided, but like, what the, what the fuck? Especially like Infinity War, because it got like, you could literally hear uh -huh. a pin drop. And I'm like, well, shit. What the hell? <laughs> and everybody in... Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never heard a theater get that quiet. Got pretty quiet. And then the movie just gets quiet, too, at that point. Because yeah, you're like, like, what the yeah, hell's going on? They just like, they left it like silent. no musical score or anything either underneath it. It's just like, oh, my God, this is actually Since happening. Since you guys are talking <laughs> about comic book stuff, I will say uh, Dark Knight... Um, when he's trying to choose like who he's going to save first, yeah, that was one of those moments where mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of people in the theater, a lot of I'm sure, yeah. I wouldn't say entirely gender based, but I'm sure a lot of women were like, why wouldn't you save the woman that you love first? But uh -huh. all things considered, that was a moment where uh, I was like, yeah, there's probably some people that are kind of going, what the fuck, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like bro, yeah, bros before hoes, yeah. not all the time, dude. She wasn't just a hoe. You kind of yeah. loved that girl, <laughs> you know, more than a hoe. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, that, that one I remember some reactions to. Yeah, because yeah, that was that point. was a good one. Mm. Just in one of the, it was in one of the M Night Shyamalan movies. I went and saw it with somebody. I think it was The Village, and I audibly went, "What the fuck?" Like <laughs> it was quiet. I'm like, "What? Just, what? Really? That's what? That's 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 the ending of the movie. That's how you're going to end it." Because they're like, "You haven't seen The Village. I'm sorry, but uh. <laughs> spoiler alert! Right yeah, now, there are some movies there, like that. The, yeah. the whole thing is like a." Uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Like a uh, uh, experiment or something? They're just like a bunch of hippies that were hiding out. 
Yeah, just hiding out in the forest because the they forest didn't want to acting like it was 1600s. And I was like, yeah, because they didn't like, want to deal. With really, there's a guard shack. What like the fuck's going on? Modern government and society and yeah. Comedy. Like, why were they letting all those people yeah. die if then if just for the effect so that the kids wouldn't go out in the woods and it takes like the blind kid to like fuck this I'm gonna go straight through (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean certain certain things like that I mean even when we went to go see the black Klansman they got quiet (laughs) towards like at the end no spoilers I'm still gonna see that but yeah you'll like literally it was it was me it was Joe it was Tony and I and I swear, I think more white people walked out of there pissed off than, than me being black, you know, was. And I think it was just certain things that were said and done in that. You know, yeah, you look at the you look at the context of a movie like that. You're talking about the KKK or something, and then you know you you rope it into today's what's going on today, and it's like, eh, yep, that's it. Still <laughs> applies, mm-hmm. and it's still like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and just <clears> the <throat> fact that it got just like Infinity War, <laughs> real quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, oh boy, somebody's a little offended. Maybe that's when you have that's when you have to have like a really like awkward and goofy ringtone and you just play it really loud for the theater to like, kind of like, feel like what fuck, the hell you fuck the police <laughs> <laughs> or a Nazi punks fuck off you've been listening to a lot oh god that sounds like the last time I went to church oh. <laughs> no, it, no it, I didn't have anything like that but you know there was a quiet second after you know the guy said something mm-hmm. and I forgot to silence my phone and my ring uh, my notification alert at the time was Tarzan oh. and I got a text so you know he finished saying something all of a sudden in the middle of service oh I'm perfect. like oh fuck oh, <laughs> absolutely perfect yes I looked at my buddy I'm like dude I'm going to hell <laughs> he's like nice. dude that was still funny. He's like, but yeah, silence it. <laughs> I'll leave the door unlocked for you. Uh, Welcome back, Tony. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> hey, Tony's awake. Touch his jacket. Touch his jacket. It's Don't still warm. Touch you say good jacket. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Well, what else is there to uh, to ponder with our friend Joe here? That mm. you was Italian. Not quite. Not quite the. What the hell is that guy doing anything? You shut up. You, Tony, speak whenever you feel like it. Don't let I always you do. Shut up. Yeah. Are you sure? Because yeah. I figured. I always okay. do. All right. I thought you might be holding back. I don't hold back. I'm going to cut your fucking nuts off. Wow. Touch nice. my Daddy. jacket. Don't touch my jacket. Now he's talking about cutting off nuts. I so got I don't know. certain space. Don't touch it. Don't, don't. I can't even say it. Don't evade my space, man. <laughs> <clears throat> You leave, I, I, you leave I, his jacket out of this. Uh, I figured I'd say it the way he would understand it. Get the fuck out. Okay. Are you done now? I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Calm down. Getting weird. It is getting weird. Um. No. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. What just happened? <laughs> That's usually how it goes anyway. I checked out for a minute. Sorry. Uh, I, sorry. I pulled a Tony. I wasn't active for a moment. Oh, I didn't say I wasn't listening to everything that was going on. That's I just good. Had nothing to add to it. How does it sound so far? Your thoughts? Ooh, I don't I likes, I wishes? Time. Anything you'd change? My what? underwear, usually. Less less jacket, more jacket? What yeah. do you... No? 
We'll all wear jackets next time. Let's jacket. We'll, it'll be a members-only podcast. Oh, we got all got to find the same, a similar version of that jacket, and then all goodwill, and then we'll all show up together. They don't even have a goodwill. I look for another one. No, Shut seriously. the hell up. <laughs> Where'd you get that jacket initially? I think it was JC actually J.C. Sears. There you go. It's a Penny's oh, product. But they don't sell them anymore. Yeah. We can't find the, another one We'll have like to look this. at the label and see what vintage. maybe we can find them on, yeah, at a vintage store or on Amazon or something. Vintage store, yeah. <laughs> so old school Maybe the manufacturer itself has some uh, we can get, store we can co- or something where you can Color coordinate, them. you know. We all just get our own different colors. Don't touch the jacket. Hey, I was going to bring up something. How do you guys feel about, uh, you know, empty barrels going away? Yeah, that was kind of a damper on my uh, personal right. Yeah. Like, because yeah, I was in shock. We know we all know the I was making, in the I was, scene. It's, yeah. it's one less place to go and, and yeah. get your music. Out. And it was, you know, per, like I said, personally, it was a place that I was getting paid to work at. But it was like also just I've been going to that place for like ten years. Sure. When Multiple it was before, when it was called yeah. Chicago City Limits and stuff, and yeah, it was. Uh, oh, that that place. Okay. Yeah. I've actually only been there once while it was Chicago City yeah. Limits. Yeah. And yeah, they, another uh, place gone. They're talking about possibly, hopefully, keep opening it up again soon or selling it to somebody else and keeping the mantle going. It'd be but nice to see yeah. a music venue there of some kind. Because, yeah, was, you got to have a lot of them to support all the bands. That was one of the mm-hmm. only, yeah. like, live music venues in Schaumburg. That I, mean, was I like, that I like the food there. The people were good there. Uh, the staff was very friendly. Yeah, um, it was just one of those. That things. was one of the first places I actually would used to go every every Wednesday and see Catfight play. That's kind of where we all met each other, actually. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Event. Like you were hanging out with Catfight, and then we used to, we were like saw you at another bar. Hey, weren't you at Wednesday at City yeah. Limits? And then it was like you know we're all like, hey, yeah, I take pictures, and we're we're roadies, and we're sound guys, and we're you know all these people started mingling with each other. But that was sure. a that was a meeting point on Wednesday Thursday nights <clears throat> when they would have like. Like you said, like Catfight or these other yeah. bands that were playing, yeah. and it was like, uh, you know, a little, a nice little hangout during the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just really weird. I'm like, I thought they were doing so well, but you know, I think it was. And I've seen people chime in, oh, they never treated this right. I'm like, well, if you weren't being such a dickhead, maybe you would have got a better response. You know. And not mentioning names. Yeah. Well, but. yeah, but and there was there was there was some weird politic politic type stuff going, and it was just like they were trying to I think recapture something that happened ten years before, ten years ago, and it doesn't work like that anymore. And you know, well, just just <clears throat> in general, like the industry has changed. I right. mean, me being part of it for almost just about twenty some years, you know, you watch how the trends go. And I've always loved live music. I've played in bands before. But it was just a fact that, you know, when you don't advertise, you don't put out the effort or something gets lost in translation, you know, people notice and people will talk. And that's sometimes how things wind up not working. Yep. And places closing down. I'm actually surprised that Home Bar hasn't closed down yet. Yeah, they well they re reconfigured the place so that the stage is in the front instead of that mm-hmm. big giant room in the back cuz it costs so much money to to run it. that place. So, you been to Home Bar? For anything? Oh boy. Um, I don't think I have. No. Yeah, from what I've heard, a lot of people are complaining about the service and 
and the, Benches, you know, yeah. everything. Where's, so there are uh, complaints there. It's on 12? Yeah, it's on right. It's on Ram Road. Ram, like right by Palatine Road. Yeah, for some reason, I don't yeah. think I've... Arlington Heights, yeah. Area. No. <clears throat> yeah, they got this big, giant back area. You could put, you could fit like a boxing ring in there. Mm-hmm. And, they, they, they and they've do, done, like, and they've done wrestling and boxing and stuff, like events back there. Midget they have a pretty boxing. nice big stage. And they, it sounded good in there, but it's just this huge, giant room, and, like a big dance club. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, three times the size of where we are now. Wow. <clears throat> and it's like this just big, giant hall. And they got like three bars on each wall. And on each wall, there's a, and there's one in the middle. And it was just too much space. And they're like, we can't do that. We can't, we can't feasibly open this until there's unless there's like a a big show like a yeah. national band coming through here that we right. would <clears throat> or like the wrestling thing or something and, and then they'll open it up then but i mean and that's what they built a stage in the front bar where there I mean, used to be like bottle service or something along mm-hmm. the wall <clears throat> they built a stage in there and yeah and it actually sounds <clears throat> actually a lot better because the music <clears throat> just surrounds <throat> it but it's just the fact that the place is just even when it takes you 20 minutes to get a, a beer, and there's only 50 people in the yeah. damn place. Service is, service is a big deal. Are you speaking loud enough? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because with the deep voice, it's hard to be heard sometimes. He's like, he's like waving his arms. Ah, well, it's doing? great because if, like, if you're, if you're yeah, one end of the bar and you're just like, <laughs> I really could use a, I could use a Coors. I'm uh, kind of parched right now. I need something to drink. That's why a high-pitched voice like a Michael McDonald would travel better across the bar. Just <laughs> Drinks service over here. <laughs> I mean that that will stop anyone in their tracks and make them grab whatever it is yeah. you're asking for. Yes. Like, Whoa, who said that? Oh, this guy over here. Yeah. What is that silky smooth sensation that just came over me? My 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 heart rate just lowered. Oh, man, oh, we'll say what we'll say. I just hear you say, "Where's my quesadilla?" <laughs> with Michael McDonald. I ordered a quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. We'll, we'll, we'll spare Tony. Tony hates that when we do that. <laughs> we'll save it for next week. And, and we'll, 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 we'll oh, no pass. jackets allowed next week. No jacket required. No jacket required. That's my favorite, oh, Michael, that's my favorite Michael McDonald album. No jacket required. Wait, what? <laughs> no jackets allowed. Uh, yeah, we'll be there. Ah, that was James Ingram, you weirdo. What? Michael McDonald. Featuring featuring Michael McDonald. That's right. Collaboration. I saw the video for that, and I'm still wondering what the hell was going on. Yeah. You know, he's like floating in the middle of the ocean. What? Well, it's Yacht Rock. It's Yacht Rock. There should be an ocean somewhere. Yeah. Was it a concept video? Was it like the rapture or something, and he survived? I've learned so much just from the Yacht Rock station about Michael McDonald and just how many other bands he did backing vocals on. It really is impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that that, uh, episode. So we'll talk about that next time. Yes. So a little spoiler on that one. So I'll I'll, I'll have notes. I'll bring a notebook so I can actually just like like. Really? You weren't kidding. Uh, There's a whole series on uh, YouTube. These goofy guys in LA did this whole rock yacht rock show. It's like it's like a it's like almost like a it's like a Beverly Hills (laughs) 90210 or like a it's this whole drama of the yacht rock scene in the 70s and like Hall and Oates are the villains. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Have you seen the new kids on the? Have you seen that? No. Oh, that does sound awesome. You can watch that. It's, up it's good. Leading up till next week, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. Have you guys watched that live from Daryl's house? Mm-hmm. I really yes. enjoy a lot of those. Yeah. There's some really neat stuff mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Todd Rundgren was uh, did a cool one. 
one. Yeah, I thought the Joe Walsh one. episode Joe Walsh, was really yeah. cool. Um, Cheap Trick was really good. Yeah. Again, yeah, it's like those cool. little stories that you hear. Like we were talking yeah, about Burt Reynolds Rob earlier. Thomas on there too. These stories yeah, you hear one. from these guys that are like you know you wouldn't normally hear that story or the podcast thing. Like mm. Norm Norm McDonald has this show now where he's doing a podcast type of scenario where he's just got guests on and they're just talking for whatever, talking it's about very whatever. Laid back. And yeah. they and they get into those stories and shit you never hear about somebody or think about like and they oh they appreciate this song that song and you know I like to play uh, like CeeLo Green was on there he's like I'd yeah. like to do like this song which is totally some other you would never expect CeeLo Green or Todd Rundgren or Joe Walsh to want to play one of those songs it's like he, he gets it <laughs> you, yeah, see another, you see another side of those artists yeah, and so many of these guys start out playing everybody else's music and a yep. little bit of their own and by playing everybody else's music you end up playing music that isn't really your thing, but you can still learn to appreciate it. I yep. mean, here, how many how many of us have either worked with or been in bands where there's a song on the list because somebody really pushes for it, and you're motherfucking them every time you have to rehearse it, and then three <laughs> months later, you're the one that's like, no, 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 don't mm-hmm. take that out. I like playing that, dude. I like that one. I finally got used to actually enjoying singing or playing that song, <laughs> and now we're cutting it from the set list. Right. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. Damn it. <clears throat> there was a band that I was friends with for a long time. Um, and they would always have to play a particular song, and, and the guy who would sing the song really hated doing it, and he would go out of his way to pull me on stage every time they were doing it. And I thought it was great, because I hated the song, but I'm like, eh, if I had to sing a song that I don't like for four minutes, and it gets me on stage to jam with the band, I'll do it, and it's fun, and it, you know, and like we talked about earlier, what do we do well? Show off. So, yeah. show off for four minutes. <laughs> and it gives the other guy a break, and he can go, you know, hang out or grab a drink or whatever. Uh, and he can avoid doing the song that he hates because they just they had a song that they had to play. The crowd loved it, but it was just not their thing. And they had played it so much that it was worn out. So like, yeah, get somebody else to do it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Summer of '69, huh? No, no. Actually, actually, it was uh, pour some sugar on me. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And they hated playing. Well, not everybody, but uh, well, maybe maybe it was the whole band. They were a fourth piece, and I'm pretty sure at one point everybody in that band said that they hated it. Yeah. So they ended up just pulling me on stage, probably two dozen times to do that song especially if they're playing like fill in the blank bowling alley and there's 38 people and 34 of them know the band yeah uh, they're like yeah just fucking go on stage whatever we yeah, don't care nobody, yeah and then they're playing another but then they could be playing another venue uh what's the one in palatine uh dirty nellies thank you yeah god i'm so out of the loop but dirty nellies they're <laughs> playing dirty nellies the it's their first time playing there in a year or two and it's like okay um thanks for doing that song the last 14 shows but just stay in the front row. We'll pull you up if we need your help with anything. Make sure nothing falls off the stage. Okay. <laughs> okay, no problem. Okay. Yeah, or, or, I'll, do I'll, be, my... <laughs> I'll be right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be singing along in the front row. Um, <laughs> tell me, you, you guys can play the dirty we've been, trying to, we've been trying to contain it all day We've been trying to contain it all day We're trying to save, we're really trying to save it for next week Tony's just like, what the I might even cut, I might, I might even cut some of this stuff out So we, we don't yeah. give too much away This will be, uh People are going to get scared the, away from this This will be the, this is an M&M free zone well, ah. well, I, and we really didn't even like introduce you fully. I mean, yeah. besides being a, a connoisseur and a, and a wealth of knowledge about Burt Reynolds and movies and things like that, you're well. You and I went to high school together. We went to high school together, and then we kind of reconnected with all these band people. Absolutely. Like, what are you doing here? I don't. I, I'm with the band. What are you doing here? Kind of you're, thing. <laughs> you're leaving out a moment that makes me look like an asshole, and I appreciate that. But I do have to share it because it is funny. <laughs> Go for it. So. I forgot that I went to high school with Joe. 
And the first time he mentioned that he went to Bartlett, I'm like, what year did you graduate? And he kind of looked at me with, I, I know I hurt his feelings a little bit. And I do, I feel terrible about that. But he was like, we knew each other in high school. We went, we graduated the same year. And immediately I'm just like face Paul. I'm like, fuck me, dude. How do I not remember that? And then, of course, I'm one of my best friends in the world that I've known since high school, um, Ali. I asked my friend Ali, and I'm like, hey, um, you remember Joe Peterson, right? He's like, well, yeah, I remember Joe Peterson. He helped out on the musical that you I was did. In, I'm I like, was oh, Jesus. He was in the musical too. Oh, come on. We, I was, only, it wasn't oh like I saw God. him in the hallway. I saw yeah. him in an assembly. Yeah. It's like this is someone I saw every we, day for months and at then, a time. Yeah, there was like the whole moment where, uh, well, Ali, I knew from like fourth grade because we were right. in that, like whole like challenge math program together. Yes, whatever. You guys were very smart. And then we, we wrote because there was like five. It was so stupid. There was five people on the bus. There was this one bus that would go pick all these kids up that were in this program, and like we they drop us off at this one school way on the other end of town because that was where the program was. So okay. it was like. Five of us riding the bus. <laughs> we got to know each other pretty well. I know all those guys. I still talk to them on Facebook and everything. They actually created Napster together. Yeah, we actually, uh, yeah, we, because uh, we we decoded yep. like some Kazaa stuff and we were downloading songs together. Yeah, but their stuff was virus free. So if you caught anything back then, <laughs> it's somebody else's fucking problem. It's not that they were the good guys. They were the A team. <laughs> And then he ended up going to, and then he ended up moving into the same neighborhood or whatever, or going to the academy, whatever, same thing. It's like a right. special program at our high school. So mm-hmm. he ended up going to that high school too. When I moved to the other high school, that's why I went there. But <laughs> and then we lived right up the street and we met Bill or uh, Bill Douglas, and we know all these Bill other people. Bill Douglas, yeah, good dude. So and we're glad we kept in contact with each other. Yeah. Uh, Bill and I like, always yeah. would joke around about uh, movies and music and stuff because our brains work in a similar yeah. fashion. So, because I was I was never in um, like choir or, or any of the uh, the theater stuff, but I always appreciated that stuff, and I was kind of always a casual observer. And you helped out and, in the musical, and right? I did something with one of those things. Yeah, yeah. There's something he was like, oh man, you definitely like saw him all the time. I'm like, oh Jesus, <laughs> we were there was um, so one of the song. classes or one of the I think I auditioned for something or I was just trying to you know just. Screw around jets or because of sharks. <laughs> yeah. I can snap. Jet, yeah. I'm pretty Nothing good. Nothing like a redhead with freckles <laughs> trying to be a jet or a shark. That I was, I was trying well. to be a shark. <laughs> I was like, I could pass for a Puerto Rican. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's some redhead Puerto Rican. There's some redhead Puerto Ricans out there. Everything better in the mid. I was trying to be Maria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember, or what was it? Maria's cousin strength. or whatever. Everything better in America. But that is like one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I'm such a dick. No. Oh, how do I not remember that? I just, yeah, it was because we knew each other, but we didn't know know each other. We didn't yeah. hang out like all the time. It'd be different if we were like, oh, we're on the same bus stop for four years. You'll start talking <laughs> with somebody, but that didn't happen. Like yeah. it wasn't that. It was just I, I should have remembered though. Definitely should have. Remembered. But it was all good. And then, uh, but yeah, then we like saw each other in this whole like scene that we're in now with all these yeah. musicians and band people and stuff. And he was like. He knew some people, and he's dating somebody who's in a band or who was in bands at the time. So it's like this whole kind of – it's something that kind of comes all back around. It's funny how life works like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you meet a lot of people and end up having a lot of friends that know a lot of the same people, and it's, it yep. is fun. That's the, the Muzak scene. <clears throat> but, yeah, were you in, a, were you in a, a band ever? Like, I'm trying to think if – like not the one, not one I've worked with, but we we just kind of reconnected at like the the cover band jam thing. But are you singing with anybody in so, the last ten years or so, or was that like? Here, here's kind of the quick rundown because it's not even that great of a story, but <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make it try. I'll make it as painless as possible. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry, we lost one already. He's out. Oh. Okay, intestines <gasps> sound like they're going to burst. Uh, oh. 
so I I was doing like this karaoke thing with my friend Ali again, who I owe a lot of credit to my friend Ali because I don't know if I would have met the girl who ended up introducing me to my girlfriend and also doing a bunch of other stuff with music. So anyways, I was go remember JB's and Elgin, they're long gone. I did yep. karaoke there a few times with my friends, just on a whim, we'd go there when we had nothing else to do, have some fun and I did music in high school, and I was in bands in high school, and battle of the bands, and all that stuff, and choir, and everything. So, I always liked music and did all that. So then I met uh, Ashley Lowe from a bunch of different bands, but she's been she's in Yours Truly right now, and she's been in some other projects before that. But met her because she lived in Elgin, lived like literally ten minutes from JB. So she was somebody that came into the bar. I saw a couple assholes like talking to her and kind of trying to sweet talk her and stuff. And I was with a couple of my friends, and I'm like, hey, none of us are going to try to like you know bang you so you can come hang out with us and she was like no it's okay you guys are nice whatever thanks and the guys were still kind of being dicks or whatever so finally she just was like you know what i'm just gonna hang here for a little bit till those guys leave and we're like yeah cool no problem whatever so it became a regular person that i would bump into there and then she invited me out to cover man jam that was at uh, america's bar for a long time so eric donner used to to host that when he was in trash martini and doing yep. that stuff and now he plays everywhere and plays with everyone and he's always been a cool guy um so he would bring me up on stage to do some stuff, and then I got to meet the rest of the guys in his band, and then I got to meet people like you, Joe, yeah. and a bunch of other people. And I would just start going to shows, doing one or two songs. Um, then I would get invited to do like acoustic sets with different people, yeah. um, and I would always kind of tag along, and I would help do the roadie thing, or I would help do, um, you know, just basic shit that you needed extra hands for. And if I was there, I didn't mind doing it. And I knew a little bit about singing and a little bit about microphone stuff, so I was able to help with that. Um, and then one by one, I just started getting to do more and more of that stuff. And I auditioned for a band that my now girlfriend is in. But originally, when I auditioned for that band, it didn't go anywhere. Barely talked to her. Said, like, three words to her. The first audition I did with the guitar player who just passed, Mickey Thomas. Yep. Um, he just passed away. But I auditioned at his house uh, with a bass player that moved away. But um, they invited me back. And then... The second audition was in a little tiny garage basement converted thing, and I couldn't hear myself, and it was terrible, and I'll be the first to admit it. Um, band went nowhere, and the only reason I was even there is because another singer um, had become ill and couldn't perform and recommended me, which was nice of her. Uh, so then I ended up running into Amy six months later, eight months later, whatever it was. I know it was like at least, I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'd say three or four months after um, some things went down with her where she was not involved with anyone and all that stuff. So I'll leave that out. But anyways, um, we started talking, and then maybe three, four months later after that, um, I started seeing her regularly at America's Bar, playing acoustic shows and stuff. But like all that stuff that ended up eventually leading to us dating a little bit later, um, none of that stuff would have happened. The music stuff wouldn't have happened. All that stuff I owe totally to my friend Ali and then my friend Ashley Lowe. So. Yeah. Yeah, Ali's a good guy. Yeah, he was... I was actually... He's been in a lot of bands. Hanging he's, with... He's an awesome dude. I think that was what the story you were talking about or like the moment or whatever because I was like... It was like the Battle of the Bands thing and I, I was hanging out with him and his brother Omar. Yeah. You okay over there? Tony's falling asleep again. Your jack, your jacket no, my, is causing a lot of trouble. No, my hand fell asleep, and I just hit it against the table. It's, it's There's something in the fabric that's causing a ringing in the microphones. The you might want to get that checked out. <laughs> it's, the, it's the TNT I got in the lining for all of you guys. I'm pretty sure it's asbestos. So you don't want me to. So you don't want me to take off they the jacket. They used to make breaks with that stuff, and people yeah. got sick. Yeah. So just be careful. Make yeah, sure the asbestos. lining. If you rip the lining, it's going to come in contact with your skin, and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> That's how J.C. Penny went under. That's how, that's, how Tony, that's how Tony kills his victims with that. He just 
rubs his jacket on him, and then they. Are you guys finished? In like ten years. <laughs> For <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, you anyway, shut that the was, hell up. That was kind of the, just because there's a microphone in front of you. According to Tony, doesn't mean you have to talk. Okay, apparently no. you, we're all supposed to just shut up now. Yeah, Awkward Silence Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Awkward Silence Podcast, where we just <laughs> where we just uh, see who's going to talk first. <laughs> like we're daring each other not to talk first. You guys don't know this because it's only a podcast, but we're having a staring contest. And right now Tony's in the lead. Oh, he, just, he blew it. <laughs> so go back to Ali. It's, not a, it's not a good staring contest if your eyes are closed. Ali. That was it, yeah. So, yeah, he was brother in, Omar. Yeah, he was, in a, brother he was in a band. So yeah. you were paying attention. Good, Tony. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, we're in a band we, called King Hippo, which is one of the best King names Hippo. ever if you like the game yeah. Punch-Out. I still Mike have the, punch yeah, out. I still the CD somewhere. Yep. Actually, in all my stuff. Yeah. Played some shows with them when I was in high school. for Because, like, Zach was the original singer. Then, like, did you sing with them once or twice? Like, when Zach was back and forth, something like that? Or whatever. It was something like King that. Po- <laughs> Again, for the four people that care, and three of them are two of them are here. But uh, <laughs> there was a there was a band right after that that never played a show anywhere, so it's not really a band. Right, it was more yeah. like my jamming, band and their the band garage. played in a garage a couple or a basement a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. And that's literally the end of the story. Right. Like, there's so many bands like that too. Like, it's you know we talk about like these, really little, these little stories. Like you know we're just like hanging Strangers out doing a jam night. session. We had a name. We had an idea for a name. I at think least. there's <laughs> I think there's an I beam uh, in a home basement somewhere with chalk handwriting of a band that did ne- that never played a show or existed. But for that day, we wrote with chalk on an I beam about a band that didn't exist. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> but uh, just it was just kind of like. Uh, What's that serendipity or whatever? Or yeah. what it is. Kind of it's things weird how that where, happens. Where we all kind of like connected with each other and mm-hmm. like we knew each other 10, 15 years ago and then we like we're like still hanging out. Like there's about people Reynolds. there's people that we all know <laughs> that like literally have children only because we introduced them to certain people. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, if I didn't introduce those two people, that person would not be a person. That would just be a, a, a what if. And yeah, it's just it's weird how that happens in life, you know. <clears throat> Life creates when life. My, when my buddy asked me to be his best man at his wedding when I, like, took this girl on a date before he even met her. And then it was, like, <laughs> it was just kind of a friendly date anyway. But it was, like, I, you know, I almost kind of hooked these two up with each other. And yeah. I actually actually got up and made a speech. I was, like, yeah. I, uh, and his dad was, like, great speech, bro. And he's, like, a dick. But <laughs> that was oh, a, my sarcasm meter's off the charts. Because it was, like, you know, a 10-second little thing. Because I was, like, you know, I just... You know, I, I knew you, and I knew, and I met you like at different times, and then you guys kind of met each other, and it was kind of almost, you know, happy and a happy coincidence that you guys met each other because you're both kind of, you know, the same level of, you know, sense of humor and goofy, and and just you're like made for each other, and it was kind of, you know, it was like a little, you know, like again talking about the cry moment. We were not supposed to cry. Yeah. It was like this little moment. I was just like, just off the top of my head, I'm like. <laughs> These strings on here are not good. Um, <laughs> it's like making, we have mic stands that are making can, funny can, noises, and hear, that's the I, only reason we're laughing right now. It's just right like now. blaring through my headphones. <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a, a M Night Shyamalan movie. Someone, someone just <laughs> dropped hear, a banjo. Um, where was I? So yeah, that was it. It was just like you know a funny little thing. It was just mm. like you know people that we've like. Made matchmaker, <laughs> or just you like don't even know what you're doing, and people, it leads you're just, to something. You're just, you're just hanging out with people, and it turns yeah. into like. Then if they, I didn't get invited to a crappy um, 
well, crappy on my parting in terms of my quality of performance, but if I didn't get invited to a crappy audition, I wouldn't have been able to have an excuse to go up and talk to somebody six months later or eight months later, like, whatever hey, it was. Like, hey, um, I totally bombed an audition with your band. You want to go sing a cover song together? <laughs> like, that's that's literally how I ended up, you know, and I've been with this girl now for uh, over five years. So, you know, obviously it been it, that long? it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013, Jesus. we started uh, started a relationship. And I still want to know why. I know you Actually, do, Tony. Choice, I know. Though. I don't have an answer for you. Don't no. know. Just kind of wake up and I go, okay, I'm pretty fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hello, Joe. And your head, too. <laughs> brings up a question that I have for you then, Joe. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? I've, oh, I have, I've, I've, I've known you how long and you have yet to introduce me never, to somebody. I've never hooked you up with anybody. Yeah. So I'll dick. get to work on it right away. He's got a lot on well, his plate. You. I got a lot more. <laughs> I got a lot more going on now than I do. Tony, Tony's Tony's another person back, with an opportunity. Back when I was when I was a matchmaker. Tony's passes prime. Back in my days of being a well, matchmaker. Wait a minute. What's the, what's the definition of prime? The guy still has a pulse. He's got a sharp looking jacket. It looks pretty snazzy. He could pull whatever true. he needs to pull. He, he, he Tony, don't listen. I don't want to know about what Tony pulls. See, look where we're, see, look at the direction we're going now. Don't let him do this to you, Tony. Just stay strong and stay silent. We got your back. Don't worry. Yeah, no need to respond to any of that. No. His mic's on, right? It, it, I, I trust me, it's, it's on. If I wanted to say what I was thinking about saying, uh, no. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was just talking about yeah, there was a lot of alcohol involved too. A lot of the stuff happened at bars, and there was music, which is really People singing great. with each other. It I was think like, I just figured something out. Yeah, you, you mentioned alcohol, and it's very important that I that I preface everything here with, I don't drink. Meaning, like, I'll have a shot with a group of people. I'll have a Captain and Coke if I want to look cool. Again, because I'm all about showing off. So, maybe just a thought. Are you a drinker by chance? Casual, so somewhat. Okay, you'll, you'll have casual, a casual, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. We're not like stealing I'm not, coffee. I'm not one to go having a drink, okay. having a beer or two, and right. just hang out, having yeah. a sarsaparilla, whatever that yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a root, by the way. I had to look that up on the internet one time because I, I wanted to use that joke, but I wanted to be prepared to back it up with some knowledge. So, um, yeah, like that was my thing. Uh, while while a lot of my friends were just hammered which totally impacted the ability for them to talk to a girl if they happen to like them mm. or if they just wanted to throw a million darts against the board and see what sticks, you know, because I have friends that do that too in the music scene and God bless them. That's how they roll. But uh, like, no, I, I saw a girl that I liked and I never was like drunk or anything where I couldn't form a sentence or listen to what they were saying. So it totally helped my game. It, it allowed me to, as they say, punch above my weight. Um, so I, I feel fortunate for that. Mm-hmm. She's a lovely Which, girl. once again, I want to ask her why. <laughs> Sometimes it's about the, the right timing, Tony. It, yes. It's all it is. Because because we're a few years apart, if I had tried to um, talk to her in the last, like, 10 or 12 years, she would have been off the market anyway. But True. if I had talked to her before that, I would have been, like, a little pipsqueak in high school or middle school, and she would have been pretty much an adult. So it's just timing. I happened to meet her at the right time, and we were both yep. single. That that's yeah. a big part of it. Yep. Yeah. And I and I noticed like we get, everybody gets older, and then we all these people that we're talking yeah. about that we know that we put together now they have kids and babies and stuff, and it's yeah. like or people that we've hung out with in the band scene where they're like ten years older than us or whatever, and we get closer to them as we get all get older, and 
it's, we were able to relate more to each other. I'll tell you something else. You see people that are, they are older than us, because Joe, you and I are in our 30s, and we have a lot of friends in our 40s, 50s, even 60s now. But you'll see them, and it's like the ones that are in their 40s and 50s and 60s, we met when they were in their 30s or 40s. And we're like, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll grow up as they yeah. get older, and, and, and some of them do. But then some of them don't. No. Some of them are 50 and 60, and, and this isn't a bash on them. They still have more energy than I do. They have more ambition than I do. They have more drive to succeed than I do when it comes to music or when it comes to other things in their life. So I'm, I'm totally, like, taking my hat off to them. A lot of them change, but a lot of them don't. You Most know? of the time they don't. I mean, yeah. I have less energy now than I did five years ago. That's why I don't go out, and that's why I, I focus on work and family, and I'm not doing the, the band thing anymore. But... Um, it does take a lot out of you. So the guys that are 50 and 60 and they're still doing this. Oh, yeah. And, and they're making it their life. Like, they have other jobs just to have a job and a place to live. But their heart and their soul is in the music. Um, I give them a lot of credit for that because that's something that I, I don't think I ever had that much drive. And I know that I won't going forward. And I mean. <clears throat> What's. That's like with me. It's like I used to be. I'm, I'm sixty. I'll be sixty-one. God and bless you. I used to. I, I wish somebody would. You know, you, um, you don't look I a day used over. to be able to go to three and four shows a a day or even yeah. a weekend. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like I'm lucky if I can go to one. You're a man of the people, but back then it was easier. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot easier. But yeah. Now it's like. I can't do a lot of shows. Yeah, nine fifteen, and you're like, "Oh, they don't even go on yet." <laughs> yeah, I've been up since seven. Yep. Yeah, I still got to watch like four episodes before bed. I got a lot on my plate. We've yeah. actually had re- this experience recently where we're all hanging out, and it's like, "Well, do we go? Do we go here to this place?" It's like we had plans. Yeah. Like, there's a van. Well, we go over see here this movie. We, like. we can go yeah. catch this band <laughs> yeah. or whatever that we like. After we were like, you know what? I'm tired. Um, We're just yeah. going to go home. <laughs> yeah. Just completely bypass the band. And I'm sure people who've listened this far are, are friends of ours, and they, they might know that uh, that I experienced uh, some, like, virus or something, and it went into my neck and into my face, and my head, like, half of my face is all, like, numb right now, or, you know, like, Bell's palsy, yeah, they call it. A little bit of Eddie like, Money going Where it's on. like, yeah, yeah, I got a little bit of JR. <laughs> JR from uh, wrestling uh, or, or, uh, or oh, Elvis JR, or something. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. It's a, oh, the just, humanity. He just went through oh, his Don't do it. Don't do it now. He just broke that man in half. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I've been trying to, you know, push through that and be positive about that. But it's like, you know, I was having a hard time today. Like, I don't know if I'm going to. Like we wanted to start doing the podcast again. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to talk, but I'm doing okay. Doing great, I'm right? doing okay. Like, yeah, and I've heard, and, I, and I, I, I watched some videos on, um, on with some people on on YouTube that are like way worse off. I'm like, okay, I feel okay. If, if this is, it's kind of a weird feeling, but I'm like, if if it's not this bad, I can be. I'm okay with this, you know. And I feel bad for those people that are worse off because. Or it could get worse. There's like all these like other things going on. Yeah, but go if anybody's direction. worried about me, I'm fine. You can hear that I'm kind of mostly talking okay, except for like F. I can. But but no, it's just something like I wanted to bring up, and uh, and we got plenty of other guests that we're gonna have, especially with these musician people that we're talking about. Like sure, we're yeah. gonna. I want to get the Donner Brothers in here. I'd like to get oh, uh, um, any any of those other guys, you know, or your chat or or, or 
or Matt from that are also in Trash Martini or fucking Johnny Monaco. He does, he does his own Character. podcast. He does He's his a own lunatic. podcast. I love Johnny. He's great. <laughs> so if anybody's out there listening and want to want to join us for our podcast, uh, please feel free. Down. Feel free. And um, you know, we got some we have some people that we have talked to already that we're gonna bring get, in. So. Uh, get Rich Sawyer in here. I yeah. love talking Rich with and Rich Ashley for sure. Yeah. Time and, and he's a character. My, my he white love bear. This. <laughs> he calls me brown bear. I call him white bear. Get him in here. You yeah. guys will have fun. Yeah. Oh, me and him. Uh, that Lord. that's a great combination because you guys can both riff so fast. Like I have a hard time keeping up with him when we're talking, but I always love it. And uh, and then usually Ashley and, and my girlfriend uh, Amy will they'll kind of sit back and let us do it for a while because it's just way too crazy for them to keep up. But he, he's fun. He'd have yeah. a good time with yeah. this. And you're and you're obviously more welcome, more than welcome to join us for some Please. of these other people that that you know. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to sit back and just giggle like a lunatic. Go back and forth. Yeah. Welcome to the Michael McDonald show. And we're just gonna like do the whole <laughs> show like that. <laughs> like for special themes like that, we definitely have to like enlist a musician to do a little. Yeah, we need, a, we need, a, key, a, keyboard, need some keyboard so. in the back. Maybe well, I'll bring I'll bring my little plastic. I was gonna say bring in bring in Keith from Rumor Has It. Keith from Rumor Has It would love this too. You know thing of popcorn or whatever just sit in a corner oh, yeah. and just sit back and watch yeah, you, you don't even have to be on the podcast you just sit in the back in the corner and, and we'll see we'll watch be the madness doing our own commentary while yeah. you guys are talking you guys will be doing that. a podcast over there about us doing a podcast about michael <laughs> yeah. mcdonald we'll record we'll, we'll, we'll really our commentary it. and you can release that you can as, like, do the play by play yeah. of the podcast like they're really getting he's into going it. for another sip That'll of coffee oh he hooked a mic cord hold on he hooked a mic cord this could be sloppy it's around his neck and then there's the noise again. It's our oh real boy, knocker. dude, that could be like our Patreon bonus. We'll like start having like <laughs> we'll start having like commentaries to to the episodes, and then as a Dueling. Patreon supporter, they can get you know the commentary as a bonus. The commentary of the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be great. You can have a commentary track underneath Michael McDonald. Dueling Michael, we're doing we're doing we're we're always doing dueling Michael McDonald. It sounds like a theme song is waiting to happen. I think so. And then uh, and then Tony. <laughs> Tony and Clinter in the corner, like, yeah, this is uh, kind of weird, actually. But no, that's I mean, the they're, ju- they're really selling it, and they're, they're that's going to be the day at- I wash my jacket. Oh, you haven't washed your jacket. When's the last time you washed? It's a it? fresh jacket. Wait, it's fresh. Jacket. I mean, how how often do you wash yeah, a jacket? You just really? ruined the joke. I wash the jacket every week, so shut the hell up, all three of you. <laughs> well, okay. And you, if it makes hey, four, if it makes you feel any better, you clean your jackets more often than I do, and I'm not even a smoker. So good for you. I'm happy that you do that. Yeah, I always wash my jacket once a week. So just to recap, we know that you're you're a little bit uh, feisty if we throw too much at you all at once, and you do like to stay clean. You're a clean individual. I'm feisty any way you look at it. I'm, I'm sarcastic, rude, and obnoxious, but I want to be too. But when you want to be, that means if, like, if we're trying to bring it out of you, you're ready to go. I mean, it's 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 there for the oh, take. Oh, I, I, I find my cue, and then I go with it. Yeah, Prickly Pete over here. That's who it is. <laughs> yeah, you just cut off the Pete. Tony, Tony the jacket. Tony the jacket. I love that. That's so great. Yes, I have to remember to tell Scott, which thing with the band, what I think of that idea last time. Brought to you by Tony Ross's jacket. This, they, they, they're like calling out between songs. This entire evening is brought to you by Tony Ross's jacket. <laughs> and he's like, he's, and he walks over to like where they're plugged into the wall, and he's like threatening to unplug the whole sound system. <laughs> One more line like that, I'm gonna pull the cord out of the wall. I was gonna cut his guitar strings last week or Thursday. Yeah, you're gonna cut his. <clears throat> Just put Vaseline on him. That'll be fun. Don't you realize? Ah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Not that I've ever done that or heard a story about someone doing that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, the more, the more, uh, God, if I hear stories, the more you fight it, the more we're Vaseline, gonna... it's usually not in that context. Oh. It's a totally different podcast on a totally yeah, different a whole other topic. thing. Yeah, just saying. But uh, you know, you know, every you know that's, when that's you, the five oh, finger the podcast. But the sad part is, <laughs> oh my I'm not the one that always brings it up. Well, well, it also reminds us Prostate Awareness Week is coming up soon, you're so you're going to want to stay on top of that with the Vaseline. <laughs> um, I, um, <laughs> oh boy! I was saying I hear crickets. I was saying that uh, like the more the more you uh, the more you make those faces, the more we want to do it. So if you just let it go, maybe one time. Yeah, we, I do make might, a lot might of faces. Not, we might you not. Uh, and it, it, it's fun and entertaining for us, and we don't want the fun to end. Yeah, but I think you're just doing it to give Joe a hard time because of his face right now. Yeah, I had to say that. I it feel was like just you're, perfect I feel like timing. you're making fun of me. But we know you're going to bounce back, Joe. I, we what hope did I you say? I said something the other day, and he's like, fur, 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 fur. And I'm like, are you making fun of me right now? What did I say? No, I wasn't making fun of him. No, but it was because he's got, you know, hearing. He's got a hearing problem sometimes. I hear. Sometimes. I hear people say the weirdest. When he chooses to. Selective hearing. No. I hear it differently. And it's weird. It's like, did you really say that? No, he didn't really say so that. He's like, like, that's what I hear. He's like, did you just say fur, fur, whatever it was? And I'm like, why would I say fur, fur, fur? Like, yeah. are you making fun of me right now, asshole? <laughs> it's like, but he wasn't. It was just kind of a fun. Was, and I was just joking was around. It was a funny moment. And then I, <laughs> I like, on the way home, it's like I felt guy. sad that he thought that I was making fun of him. Poor guy. I was just messing with you. Yeah. Uh, hear, hearing things that aren't really there. When I was in the city yesterday... You know, we're sitting there, we got the windows down, and we're in the car, and I could swear to God that I heard somebody, like, right outside the car yell, hey, Clint. Mm. And, and I turned to look, and no there. Turned to look, yeah. and over, and I'm like, yeah, what's up? And apparently, the guy had said nothing, like, the car next to me, dude had said nothing at all, was just sitting there, total silence, he's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, how did you know my name? He's like, I don't know who the hell you are. I'm like, my bad. So after all that, you apologized. You're yeah. a better man than I am. I wouldn't have apologized. I'd be like, I swore you said something, bro. Never mind. All right, bye. Well, no, all right. I'm, I'm third <laughs> person. All right, Clint, out. <laughs> I'm notoriously known for being you, too nice. You go find a mic just to <laughs> drop it. <laughs> I will say everybody in this podcast is considered, in my opinion and my friends' opinions that are not here, nice people. You guys are all considered nice guys. I can't say that for myself. I've been called a lot of names. The but. way that I even came to know everybody is slightly different than the rest of you guys. It was just... Karaoke. Yeah. Right well, on. that's what it still it was still music well, it's related. Still music though. related, yeah. yeah. Those sing, but the, for me it was more because band. of Seth. Right. Because he was my roommate at the time. Yep. And he's like, Hey, you wanna you know, go check out this live band karaoke? And I loved regular karaoke and I'm like, Yeah, live band? What the fuck? I'll go. Yeah. Which is like the vibe I was looking for because uh, you know we hung out with these like cover band you know jam things and stuff and sure. I was like regular karaoke kind of like lost its luster to me when it was like hanging out and jamming with people and it's a little more free form so it was I like, like having real musicians it's fun you get more variations you yep. get more choices in music because you won't even realize that everybody knows a song until you start talking with yeah. them it's cool or they just want to try something and it's like yeah well, let's try oh, that yeah. tonight you know yeah. limelight by Rush well, yeah we can kind of know it and we all like Rush so let's just try it mm-hmm. and so it was just mm-hmm. you know. Stuff like that, and yep, it'll, totally. it'll just be—it turns into a jam yeah. a lot of time. We were jamming on Thursday, 
<clears throat> it was just they're just hanging out at this new place they started doing in, in Dundee. You should come up. It's like uh, like a Mexican Tex-Mex cantina place. Pablo's. Pablo's. So if you're in the West Dundee area by Spring Hill Mall, check that place out if you're listening. Um, but you know they were kind of just jamming because there was hardly anybody in there. It's a newer bar. They were trying to just still advertise it. So yeah, sure. <laughs> so it just turned into what else can we do? And the the bartender got up and sang a song, and the waitress got up and sang a song, and they were just it was a kind of a free form thing. I'd I'd like that over regular karaoke. I think. And the food was and the great. food was good. Yeah. So shout out to them and uh, all, and all, Brian. all of our uh, all of our other musician friends out there that might be listening to our. Silly conversation with our buddy Joe here, and he's going to be back next week for uh, some Michael McDonald talk or just yacht rock in general. I think we're going to. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I we're say, going to have some fun. With I that. say we just kind of like leave it yacht rock. In we're going to. We're just going to wing it. Just yeah. wing it like we did today. Yep. And keep it fresh. So thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, man. And uh, thank you. That's about it. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're, we're done for the day. Yes. Yep. I gotta I gotta make some run some errands and whatnot and pick up. <laughs> That's your own podcast. That's not this. You one. know what, sir? Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Run Some Errands podcast with Sean. Uh, we're gonna we're recording another podcast about errands. <laughs> you're, gonna follow, you're gonna follow me as I go to Costco and then to GameStop. What's, and then, what's on your list today, Sean? Yeah, um, but yeah, thanks. Cool. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us and uh, thanks for listening out there. Uh, we'll uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you again next week with Joe and we'll do some like I said some yacht rock talk. So rock. tune into that and otherwise. All right. Uh, this is Sean. I'm Tony. This is Clint. And I'm Joe. I'm the other Joe. Um, and don't forget to wash your jacket and your ass, I yes. guess. <laughs> All, right. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> He made it down. He said, folks, when the truck picked up too much speed, I just run along beside him and drug my feet. You heard the legend of Jesse James and John Henry just to mention some names. Well, there's a truck driving legend in the south today. A man called Bandit from Atlanta, GA. Every year, gentlemen, knows his name. The swag's got eyes for the running in his veins. A foot like lead and nerves like steel. Up to glory riding 18 feet. Oh, I'll tell you.